Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And today we're joined by team podcasts, Grant, Jake, Charlotte, Kev and Donna. Hi. Yes. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and yes. This, Sorry. This week, no, I was just going to say this week is just end of year. Yes, we are. Actually, it's a bit of an, a special episode because we're discussing, well, with it being New Year's and with um, the group now almost being a year old. I know we started it officially in February, but the idea did kind of permeate and come around about January as well. So um, it's sort of fitting to have a, like an end of year review with a lot of the familiar faces and discuss what we loved. We're not going to go too much into the fact that what we didn't like but uh, just the, the major things that did stand out if we can actually remember of the year that was <laughs> that was gone it's 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 felt like about 10 years in one shall we say Definitely. but yeah so it's, it's been interesting but yes and just before we get into it as well we have had some great news today with um like i said the community as a whole we have finally hit uh 4, members which blows my mind like to think where we started from um and I just I don't really know how we've got here to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh Charlotte's going Charlotte yes. got too excited. <laughs> Disappearing. <laughs> yeah so it just goes to show that there is a lot of uh, nerds out there and like say seems to be bringing up a bit of an American community now. So Alabama uh I was seen as well was uh, posted today so but yes so um it's going to be an interesting time especially with the boot club starting up after Charlotte gets out of Facebook jail <laughs> free Charlotte <laughs> free the Charlotte one and with Jake then starting up the live Twitch stream and getting that going and yes uh, Wanted to announce North on Twitch. Yes, <laughs> and uh, with congratulations to Donna as well, who got a promotion to not just a mod now; she is full admin, so she can actually take down group and uh, break it to whatever she wants now. <laughs> Remember what Uncle Ben said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my whistle still to celebrate, but I upgraded to the- ah. So oh. she's just went all Columbia <laughs> on us. <laughs> lame, but I thought why break tradition of being lame? So you know, brought well, to, be, <laughs> to be fair, and I have to say that uh, what you post on New Year's Day, that dance video was the, just the, the weirdest and funniest thing it I've was ever the seen. Best thing I've ever it. seen. It was so good. <laughs> Highlight is Jake's Christmas speech and your New Year's dance. It was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I did nearly fall over a couple of times. I just randomly kept laughing. We noticed. We did notice. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. before we get into it, I'm going to do the disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. So, everything discussed in tonight's episode are our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss any of the topics from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone come for us and tell us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandoms. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of fandoms and nerdism. With that yes. said, let's get started. Let's get started. <laughs> but, so, and again, so, before mm-hmm. we get started in like what things we love, I just want to get a few thank yous out as well. Like thank you to you guys as a whole. 
I don't think the group would have been, or even the podcast would be anywhere near as as fun as it has been without you guys and the people who's been like say not all on us all the time but like say like laura and rob uh martin when he was on uh emily um like his sister michaela like um carolyn who was in at the start as well yeah, she was like our first guest wasn't she yeah, she yeah so everyone who's actually played a part in helping us grow and been a part of the community as well so it's been a great year and like say i forgot to mention kelly as well sorry the madcap swearer she is but uh <laughs> she is not forgotten but um yeah like say thank you for everyone who's put the effort in and and really appreciated it so just want to start off on a big positive for you guys so thank you yeah, thank you too, Paul, <laughs> for holding this whole thing together. <laughs> barely, barely. Yes. Right. Thank you for trusting us not enough to, enough not to break it. <laughs> I mean, we've done a year, so I'm, I think we're out of the, the, the rough patch now, so <laughs> can't be bad. Um, that sounded like a challenge more than anything. It really did, didn't it? I've got to remember who's sitting in this group. <laughs> Accepted. <laughs> I was going to say, Kev, Kev's, Kev's looking there and looking, hmm. He's he not saying anything that's got us worried. <laughs> Just sitting in dark. <laughs> As always. <laughs> this is where he's not going to tell you that he's not wearing pants and it's tucked between his legs. <laughs> and you've given away in the big finale. <laughs> it could have been worse. It, of course, I'm lying. It's not big. <laughs> um, also hi everyone in the chat anyone who's watching live on youtube there's a couple of you there so hi everyone um do you want to kick off with film of the year certainly so right. I, I think ours is going to be pretty much the same i know we've discussed yeah. this um my my top film over everything was probably ghostbusters afterlife yeah. never experienced an emotional film like experience seeing a film didn't expect it to hit hit home as much, uh, but yeah, it was come quite late in the year as well. So was it November? Was... Um, yeah, November eighteenth. It was my birthday, yeah. so that's why. Oh, yeah, that's it... right. Yeah, so that was mine. So what about yours, Sam? Ghostbusters. I've never ever. I've ne- I didn't get a chance to see the original one in the cinema, and seeing mm. this one was just like like it, like it made up for it in a way. Um, but the, I've never experienced anything emotional like that in the cinema before. In the in, I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. I've cried at films before. I have yeah. never hysterically had to be restrained in the mm. cinema before. So yeah, Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife for me definitely. Cool, Grant. He was a lynch mob. I haven't seen <laughs> Ghostbusters yet. <laughs> um, best one that I've seen. Um, obviously. I'm going to stay away from the ones that I'm sure we're going to talk about loads over the course of the uh, podcast, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Willy's Wonderland. All right. Um, it's, uh, it's basically oh, like a like a B-movie horror, um, not to give too much away. Essentially, if you did Five Nights at Freddy's, the computer game, mm-hmm. um, as a movie, um, it stars Nicolas Cage, and Nicolas Cage doesn't say a word throughout the entire film. He doesn't have a single line. He's completely silent all the way through. Really? Um, and- you can actually do that. Yeah, yeah, he can. There's no face to that. I'm going to get shouted at by the wife for doing that because she actually fancies Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm grateful that she likes ugly men. Um, but yeah, it's like as far as as far as B movie horror is concerned, and something a little bit off the beaten track, I thought was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, no, good. Gotcha. So good. 
And just a shout out as well, if you've watched this and you're going to complain about spoilers, fuck yeah. Well, yeah. Everything's going to be spoiled <laughs> in this. So. Yeah. It's the end of the year. They've had back now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, Jake? Yeah. Um, mine's one that when I was sort of like having like thinking about this earlier, I was like, was this really... 2021, but the the Mortal Kombat movie, the new Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Mortal Kombat movie. It came out in April. I had to write yeah, that yeah. down on my notes because I was like, I have to remember that. Yes, I really it, enjoyed it. I'm sorry. It feels so long ago. I don't know if it's just because like the it was you April. know we'd, we'd seen trailers for a while before and it kind of that muddles it up. But um, yeah, like I always loved like the stupid lore of like Mortal Kombat as a kid. So like this was just like ah, oh, so you can do it on a big screen and include more than sort of like nine characters or whatever mm-hmm. like the the very first one the, the game ago yeah um but yeah it was just it was pretty much everything i would have wanted they had like a new dumb explanation for the mortal kombat tournament which i was fine with and yeah and they also like actually bothered to be like oh this is how the human characters get powers because like in the games it's just you just accept that sonya blade shoots uh, what is it like pink like pink, pink rings ring. out of a hand yeah when she blows the kiss as well like, <laughs> and you just explode yeah, yeah so i was fine with them just giving human characters powers because like i never liked that about the old sort of adapt adaptations before that they just kind of like left Liu kang as a martial arts guy without any fire powers but yeah yeah i just thought it was fun and not too serious but just it really was the- <laughs> yeah i love the sweep sweep sleep sweep the leg joke because that oh, was the most because that was the most annoying thing when you played Mortal Kombat as a kid. You got one yeah. person who was a little tit who used to just sweep the leg and you couldn't ever get out of the way. And you just thought, oh, and they made a joke about it. I was like... I- it was even better that it was Kano as well. <laughs> <laughs> the first Mortal Kombat game, you could get all the way to Goro just using that one move as well. Oh, could you? Oh, yeah, but then Goro would fall over. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed it. I like, I thought it was fantastic. But the guy, the main guy, like, what oh. acting school did he go to? <laughs> it was, it was bad, mind. It was so bad. He just, he was so wooden. There was like nothing to him. It was like someone actually had the script in front of him and was just walking around while he was reading it. Yeah, I was going to say, as just when you said that, Jake's face like. Sam's tearing away my heart here. No, no. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what that was. It was like, I totally forgot there was that character. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, <laughs> he must have, he must have been so terrible. He must have been so terrible. I was just thinking about all the other guys. <laughs> the other guys were fantastic. It was just him. It was like, yeah, he it was, was bad. so bad. Yeah. So bad. So but he's not a real character good. either. Because it's like, they just made him up. and Because like everyone was like, oh, he's going to be Johnny Cage. And then oh. at the end, he was going to find Johnny Cage, so that's <laughs> out the window. <laughs> oh, I'm quite liking that. That's the, going to be the next one. If they do, well, to be fair, they made, it's made money, though. It, it had to have made some money, I think. I would imagine. The opening sequence was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. absolutely stunning. Mm. And I really, like, I I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. There's so, a petition for uh, Ryan Reynolds to play Johnny Cage. He's perfect. Oh, wow. Absolutely unreal as Johnny Cage, wouldn't he? <laughs> Either that or The Miz. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, Miz isn't he? Miz would do it well. Yeah. Yeah. I was say, does <laughs> he any... said he wants to do it. I think he put out a tweet afterwards, but as soon as I saw him, like if I can't see anyone else other than him in the role now. That's the thing. You need um, a true martial artist for it. 
True, but I, I would love to say the Miz try and do the splits. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's the thing in it. You got to have someone who can do a split punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tough. But, but yeah, that was that was a, a good film. What about you, Charlotte? Oh, the spots on her. Oh my gosh, Charlotte <laughs> went quiet. I don't want to say Spider Man, but it was probably Spider Man. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But- I Why think, would you not want to say Spider-Man? Because we're going to talk about it later. It's going to be the obvious one. But I think the Suicide Squad yeah. as well. Because mm. that really surprised us. Yeah. I, think... um, I didn't expect it because I couldn't stand the first one. I couldn't stand Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. But I loved her in that film. I thought she was great. They got yeah. her right. They got a writer yeah. who could actually write for her. And, yeah. and a director. Uh-huh. And it yeah. wasn't in her hands either, because mm-hmm. when she did that Birds of Prey on for her, and it was all her, mm-hmm. it just didn't work. It didn't transcend over to what Harley Quinn is. So when you got a writer in who can understand, it mm-hmm. worked so well. Like that character was amazing, but mm-hmm. only in that film. Yeah, yeah. So that one really surprised us. Mm-hmm. So that was probably my biggest surprise of the year. No, I, I agree. Like it came out of well, we'd been hearing about it, and when James Gunn involvement, it was more. Less about the film and less about his follow-up with uh, Marvel. Yeah. So it was kind of like backdated. And again, the highlight of the film, I don't care all the hit is John Cena. <laughs> absolutely blew it out of the park. And because when Cena's on, Cena's on. <laughs> Such a weird character, but yeah, I loved him. And I'm, I'm also like- a big King Shark fan, so I like to see him whenever I can. Love King Shark. <laughs> he was so good. Highlight for me was Stallone as King Shark and Sebastian the Rat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Awesome. There was a little bit in Suicide Squad that really like got me in here as well. Um there's a little like speech that Harley Quinn does where she's talking about uh like a toxic relationships or something yeah. like that. Yeah, just, just after she, she shoots killed somebody, the guy. You know? yeah, yeah, and I was just like, Oh my god. <laughs> she's got emotional over this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched it at the cinema with Carolyn in the morning and then mm found a copy online when I got home and watched it. I, I couldn't, it was one of those, it was one of those films where I was like, I need you to watch it right now. Like yeah. you have to watch it like right now. And the fact that it went on HBO Max was perfect mm-hmm. because we got to see it online oh. straight away. That was probably the best thing about lockdown. That Definitely. <laughs> that was the fact that HBO Max decided to end fuck some releases. Everything that's getting released is getting released. And streaming. So dodgy so. northerners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, dodgy up north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I didn't have to wait for uh, them screeners coming out at the end of the year. It was all like every every month was Christmas, so it was class. But yeah, um, we did talk about it, didn't we? But it was ever so briefly. Like we did an episode, and then we mentioned it at the end. We didn't think, even do a full episode on it. I think it was because. Um, I seen it like a few weeks before you had seen it. Ah, uh, you might have. So it was kind of like. Uh, off the beaten track, but again, sorry, I'm the chesty name, it's killing us. But, um, the Suicide Squad, like James Gunn, found his footing, and I love yeah. the aspect at the start where they got everyone like who you thought was going to be playing out throughout because you thought the Suicide Squad was going to be absolutely massive. Like, you had, mm-hmm. um, like I said, Noam Man, uh, what's it called? Or, um, TDK, TDK, um, and like. Michael Rock's character as well, um, um, as a Savage, that you thought were going to be big roles throughout yeah. this film, and they were just yeah. killed off literally in the opening <laughs> sequence in the most bloody and amazing thing, sequence ever. But, uh, I forgot about that no arm guy. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. it, it was really ironic for me because that literal five minutes at the start is the 
only time in cinema history I've seen Jai Courtney and thought, you're all right. You're, you're all right. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> the fella through the head. Exactly the same. I was like, oh, he's Jai Courtney's going to be in this. And he's actually all right. I can stand him. Yeah, he's the franchise killer. He killed Die Hard. Yep. He killed the Terminator. Yep. Mm-hmm. He killed the first suicide squad, yeah, and then he was killed in this suicide squad. It's like James Gunn was listening. Yeah. <laughs> that what was that weird? Sequence... What was that weird rat man called as well? Oh, Weasel. 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 That was such a weird. That was, um, good that was Sean Gunn, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But did you know? Did Did anybody else spot Sean Gunn's other cameo? Who he was playing? No. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, when he had the... He was Calendar Man. Calendar Man. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, wow. I did, I did not get that. I did not get uh-huh. that. I saw, I saw, oh. Put the dates on his head. I thought, yeah. I'll oh. have to watch it again now. But yeah. I, uh... I thought the opening scene with Rucker, because, like, Rucker does everything with mm. James Gunn, like, yeah, from yeah. the start of his career. Mm. And I was like, oh, mint. Mm. Like, Rucker's going to be like, he's going to totally take this film over. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but uh, broken. Yeah, but what I loved as well... Um, because Martin's just mentioned it in the chat, Polka Dot Man. Oh. I did, I, when, when, you, when you heard his character was announced, you thought this was going to be shit. This is, how are they going to do this character good? And I got so emotionally invested in, like, say, yeah. and the joke throughout with his mom, fuck me, that hit home. I need to watch Suicide Squad again, because like, he was absolutely fantastic. Can you remember the Lego Batman movie where they listed yeah. all of the villains? And... <laughs> <laughs> that was the only reason I knew this was a genuine one because of when they listed that them villains. And I always, I hope anytime anyone mentions that film, I always go, I'm a whale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> breaks us, completely breaks us. Um, just for any further, can we say hi in the chapter? Vic's joined us, Martin's joined us. There's a few, God, there's a few, there's a load mm. in there at night. It's, um, fucking, it's Sunday, and anyone's got out, 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 out to do. do. <laughs> Coming back holiday tomorrow. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Uh, Kev, Kev. your lovely self. Uh, well, I guess we're just going to continue talking about Suicide Squad. All oh, right. <laughs> cool. you know, it, um, it was a choice for me: Suicide Squad or Halloween Kills. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, with Charlotte doing Suicide Squad, we'll talk about Halloween Kills because I think that'd yeah, be quite was, an interesting um, segue. It, it was an it interesting yet. choice for me. Oh, well, we can't even talk about no, it. No, we can't no, do it. It's no, our fault. It's our fault now. It's October. I thought you'd seen it now. No, you were no. so excited to see it. I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet. I had a moment. Uh, in like horror films, I though. had a moment in October oh, yeah. where I needed to get away from horror and it was just about the time it came out. So I haven't watched it yet. Um, but no, talk away. Please talk away. It was a weird one for me. Like, when I saw the film, I thought it was absolutely perfect. I thought it was fantastic, exactly how Halloween should have went mm-hmm. with the sequel. Mm-hmm. Watching it back, I spotted a load of flaws. Mm. Like, half of the film didn't need to be there. Yeah. Like, the fucking sloganized Halloween. Evil dies tonight. And the only <laughs> thing I thought was, I really like you as an actor. It's going to be such a shame when I take a baseball bat to your mouth. Mm. Like, you sloganized Halloween. I was like, oh, no, they've oh. done it. Yeah, stupid. But take that part out of the film. Mm. It was all right. It was a really mm-hmm. brutal film. Like the deaths were brutal. Yeah. It, it, like say, I love the the nineteen ninety eight one, and uh, not mm. 90, the two thousand eight. Yeah. Sorry, uh, one that came out. And this was yeah. like say a direct following 
similar to what they did when Halloween 2 came out. Like I said, I like the way they explained the way, but then they just took the violence to the new level um, to an aspect which I wasn't expecting or even ready for, to be honest. I, I, I'm not like soft when it comes to like horror films. Like, I, I'm not a big gore fan. My wife loves it. She, the bloodier, the, the better. But um, I felt myself wincing away and turning away at certain yeah. things. I was like, ooh, that's a bit much. But The banister scene. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable, and like it took, like say, that aspect where it stopped being scary and stopped being uncomfortable at times. I think. Yeah, it was um like I don't know what it was. It was like the tapped into a new aspect of Michael, mm-hmm. and he wasn't just a killer. He was sadistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was ruthless. He tortured these people. Yeah, it was just like shit. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. I love the aspect, again, this is going to be the biggest spoiler, so sorry, Sam. Okay. Um, how the twist of the fact that he's not after Laurie or not after the kids, yep. he's just he's trying, just to, get trying to get home. Yeah. That, that oh. aspect was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet baby. Uh, yeah. But I, so oh. I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. And like say in the film, they made it out, that's why when Laurie was in the hospital, that everyone was trying to get there to protect her and stuff. Yeah. And that's why he was... It made sense he was able to get away with all the different aspects that he was. Um, and it, it didn't make Michael more human. It just made you understand him a little bit more now. I'm and actually I, welled up. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, loved, I loved the fact that we've just nearly made Sam go, oh, bless, about Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, the same. <laughs> I think the, the worst aspect of it for me, but it's it's been law for Halloween for how long now? Yeah. Since Halloween 1. Mm-hmm. Michael is pure evil. Yeah. Now, the entire town mm-hmm. went nuts when he escaped. Mm-hmm. He killed six people 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's been locked up since with no escapes, no incidents. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck were they still afraid of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever. It was no. absolutely off the beaten track. It's like, we've got serial killers that have killed like 100 and odd people that have locked and done for five years. We forgot all about them. That Levi Belfield, whatever his name is, forgotten about him, whatever. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Killed like six people 40 years ago, people are still terrified about him. Suddenly, yeah, no, he's like, Oh, well, yeah. it's pure evil. The mask gives him the power. How do you yeah. know? You didn't even know who he was. Uh, I think it might be like a small, a small town mentality, though, as well. Because I know, like, from speaking to me, mum and my dad, from uh, like, say, from when they age, my mum still gets scared when you hear the like the Yorkshire River. Yeah, like, yeah. Say, it's, so that, that like type of uh, element, I think yeah. it's like the legend of the boogeyman, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it just it led up to that end part that ruined it for me with the speech mm. about the mask and pure evil. She didn't know who he was. How the hell did she know that? Yeah. But minus all the little flaws in it, mm-hmm. the little Easter eggs, like the silver shamrock masks. Yeah. Oh, oh, I saw them advertised. I, mm. I grabbed Charlotte's arm and squeaked like a little mouse, honestly. I was so <laughs> excited. I was over the moon with that. Mm. I wanted them to bring number three in so much. Yeah. They bought the babysitters back from the first film. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Richards. The self Myers with the pistol in the car door was absolutely unbelievable. Like yeah. self Myers, those are rare. <laughs> those are really rare. We, um, sorry. We watched, like, we went to the pictures to see the second one and then we mm-hmm. came back and I think it was like a week later we watched the 2018 one and Halloween mm-hmm. Kills back to back. And it was much better watching them back to back because you, the continuity in them mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Like characters that have got like, Two, three seconds in the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, have got the, like the, the 10, doctor 50. and nurses and stuff. Yeah, like they've yeah. got like yeah, much more in the second one. Mm. Um, so it was much better doing it that way than just watching it on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I've got to say, even with all the flaws that I picked in it, it was mm. it was still right up there, like top three film of the year. Um, yeah. But I, for ones that we can talk about, I'd mm-hmm. say it was probably me film of the year. Yeah, I think I, I enjoyed it. Like I say, as long as I was big, I come out with pumped. But the only thing that left us a bit flat was the fact that it was an open-ended film. Yeah. Because when you knew before even this film came out, we were getting Halloween kills. Um, so that our um, Halloween ends is something it's called. Halloween ends. End, sorry. Um, so the ending made sense, but I kind of was like, oh, because I'm expecting more. But I think the thing that kind of lost us a little bit for the film was the hospital scene on the stairs where the mob mentality broke out, which I can understand. But to the degree where when they forced that poor patient to jump out the window and when you see him, he bears no resemblance in height, in stature to Michael Myers. So the fact that they chased him that way, I know they were try- what they were trying to do, but it didn't work. And when he jumped out the window and you saw him just as a puddle of mess, I didn't it need to see that. No. <laughs> Can we just take a moment to appreciate Judy Greer, though, man? How oh, classy. Judy Greer is an yeah. awesome actress. Yes. She, I, um, a few, like future major screen queen. Like, I, I hope she yeah. does more horror films after these because she yeah. was absolutely perfect in that. Like, say, so, yeah. But, um, no, great. So... Um, we'll go on to the last person who's sitting there very quietly with her. Last, nerd, we have. Nerd, oh, oh my god, yeah, we've done Jake and Grant got up to some crazy moment. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, wake up, Sam. Wake Sorry, up. I'm here. <laughs> but uh, a nerdy up north T-shirt behind her there, lovely mm-hmm. Donna. Doing the advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm not going to go for my obvious one, which was Spider Man, because mm-hmm. you know. So I'm going to go for something I've recently watched, which is fresh in my mind because I felt it needed a mention, and it's Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes, a lot of people's oh, been mentioning yes. that as well. So I yes. really want to see this. I didn't at first, and then I was when I realised who it was about, I was like, okay, I really need to see this now. It is so so good. Like um, Andrew Garfield's just there. He's in Spider Man, obviously, but um, didn't I don't feel like I've noticed him that much. And when I saw him in this, I, he was phenomenal. Like, I just want to tell everybody to watch it. So good. <laughs> I, I was really surprised by it because, like, this day I was just feeling shit and I put, like, four different movies on. I couldn't get into any of them. And I was like, I cannot focus. So we ended up putting that on and I was glued to it all the way through. That's how good it was. So what happens in it? Because, like, say, I don't know much about it. I just know it's Andrew Garfield's film. Is it, like, a comedy? Is it, like, serious? M- more inspirational because he's playing, like, the life story of Joe Larson and mm-hmm. where you kind of just see him while he's writing and whatnot and how he gets to the point of writing these musicals and stuff. So I would say it's more inspirational. Oh, he, right. It's the guy who wrote Rent, isn't it? He did Rent and he died mm-hmm. like a, the day it came on off-Broadway. Yeah, when he finally made it. Uh-huh, when he got when he got it on off-Broadway, he then passed away and never got to see the success of what Rent actually mm-hmm. was. And I really want to watch it. And I've heard Andrew Garfield singing for all the bloke he's, said I am not a singer I was actually trained for it was unreal I didn't know he could sing like until I was like Jesus like he, he he'll be so good in future musicals so we've got to get him a team up with Wolverine singing a song next time Spidey and Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> him and Hugh Jackman there on the Rogers, <gasps> Rogers the musical <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, have okay. you seen that? The Great Showman's coming to Sunderland in April next year. I just found out before the podcast. I was really excited. No, really? I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Oh, guess whose birthday is in April? <laughs> <laughs> Not mine, it is. <laughs> sorry, if Kev won't take it, I'm sure it's Donna will take it, Charlotte, so don't worry. Kev loves the greatest musical. <laughs> uh, the greatest <laughs> woman, even. Absolutely adores it. <laughs> um, tick, Tick, Boom was Lin-Manuel Miranda, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Love that man. Because the man is a genius. I love mm-hmm. that man. No, it's one I want to be checking out. A lot of people have been speaking about it, and I think it's getting a bit of Oscar buzz. Again, I yeah. don't normally pay too much attention to that, but I think a lot of people have, have seen that Garfield might be, um, like I say, nominated at some point for it. He deserves to win. He mm. does. But I know Marvel's put, making a big play to try and get Spider-Man no, uh, no well, so home. The blo- up, so the up, bloody should. It's the highest... Federation. It's the highest grossing film this year, isn't it? Now the highest grossing film of all time. Not all time yet. No, oh, yeah. not all <coughs> yet. No, not so yet. that's still going to be Titanic for that or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's between Endgame and Titanic, didn't they? Like at one point, Endgame no, kind of went. Was it not Avatar? It's Avatar. Avatar. Avatar that's Avatar, it. Yeah. That was a mistake. What <laughs> <laughs> <But> Avatar? Yeah. <laughs> Thirty years to remake Fern Gully. Yeah, I was I, I was not down with the horse rape in that scene as well. In the Avatar. Oh, God. <laughs> so I did a poll on um, the Facebook group of Film of the Year, mm-hmm. and I will kick myself that one I didn't put Suicide Squad in there because I totally forgot about it. Didn't put Mortal Kombat in there because again, totally forgot. But what I did put in was a lot of superhero films, yeah. <laughs> and Ghostbusters won it. Yeah, even though. I, had, I mean, I, obviously, I was going to pick Ghostbusters, but if I, anything was going to come in a close second, it was going to mm. be Dune. I want to, um, as well, the biggest surprise of the year. And I don't know, like I say, if you if you have thought about it, but probably the one that I didn't see coming, and I absolutely loved, was Nobody. Um, well, I haven't seen it yet. It's it, if you like John Wick, it's just like John Wick with. Like some, I know it's, as a as a nobody, like say I've gotten a guy who's in it who's in Better Call Saul. It's uh, um, Bob Odenkirk. Yes, that's it, Bob Odenkirk. But it's got uh, the best cameo ever. Um, of I've forgotten his name now. I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Doc Brown, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, really? <laughs> his cameo in that film is absolutely. You don't like say it's one of them things you don't see coming. And when it does, you 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 don't know how you've lived your life without out it. Just imagine Doc Brown going crazy with a shotgun. Brilliant. But yeah, that was probably my biggest surprise. I did not like say because it came out um and one of the best soundtracks as well. When you listen, when you're watching the film, you hear these songs and these beats and it, it fits perfectly. It's it's like a I know you're laugh, it's 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 like an 80s film. Because with the soundtrack that's matching its stuff, it, it kind of fits in well. But um, it it would sit well with the John Wick universe, mm-hmm. if that's the best way I could describe it. I don't know if anyone else has watched it. I've not seen yeah. it yet. We were we talking about it. Oh, we were uh, talking we, about it the other night. We watched it We watched it at the end of 2020. Yeah, and we also watched it the other day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I keep on forgetting that was this year, because we watched it right at the end of last year. I think we watched it, oh, we watched right. it New Year's last year. Mm. Um before was at the pictures. <laughs> um, yeah, that one really surprised me. That one was really yeah, good. Was the so bus good. scene. Awesome. The bus yeah. scene. Like, I think what makes that one better is he really takes a beating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He really takes a beating as opposed to 
John Wickway. John Wickway. He takes a beating, but he gets back up. Mm-hmm. This guy gets a beating and struggles to get back up. <laughs> it was a die-hard scenario, like he was an ordinary bloke, but in extraordinary situations. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't imagine Bob Odenkirk being that physical. He's not really. He's a hell so of a comedian, really good, but yeah. he's not like a physical comedian. Um, oh, he's good. You remember the Shang-Chi fight on the bus? Yes. There's a, there's a bus fight scene that blows that out of the water. Like, oh, that's honestly, it, it's just the choreography and fight, like fighting in it is real, but so bit brutal. A, bit of a smaller budget. Yeah. <laughs> no, no shoddy CGI. No, no, no CGI there. So yeah, that, that would probably be my shout. I don't know if anyone else has got any big mine, surprises. Mine was Dune. And it's only because I want to talk about Dune. Because um, <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. Did anyone else watch it? Couldn't get in it. I'm trying to watch it soon, but I haven't had a chance yet. <laughs> I believe I you to, that it's I good. Need to finish it. <laughs> it's I need just, to finish it, but a, I enjoyed it. It is a scene setter. It mm. really is. All it's doing is just setting up mm-hmm. the rest of the, the films that are to come of it. Um, but I absolutely love world world building. So I do love the fact that we get to see, you know, all different what's like happening mm. in such ad is absolutely adored it and I really didn't think I was like I didn't know what I was going to expect from it because it is a complicated one to get into yeah like, if you've watched the original Dune it's so hard to mm-hmm. get into the whole thing but the this one made it quite simple so Dune, visually it was amazing like the sets and the costumes and everything are absolutely stunning absolutely mm. amazing yeah and um what's his name Oscar Isaacs just mm-hmm. Brilliant, really good, and the and the young kid as well, um, Timothy, Timothy. Chalamet. Oh, sh- Chalamet. Yeah. Chalamet. Chalamet. Have you, heard, have you heard what Florence Pugh calls him? I think it's so funny, Timothy Chalabella Bing Bong, because <laughs> 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 she can't pronounce his name, <laughs> but she's just adorable. And again, Black Widow came out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not talking about things that disappointed us. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> I think it was one of my highlights um, for Florence Pugh. She was fantastic. The main thing that let it down for me was Ray Winston trying to do a Russian accent. (laughs) It's not been a good year for accents, accents, I would say. They've literally took the Russian accent straight out of the Scott Adkins book of Russian. Yeah. And it was just, it was fucking awful. And then... um, I thought David Harbour. I I didn't like David Harbour in it either. Mm. I'm not a fan of him in general. I think he's very dull. He's got no screen presence. Yeah. But what pissed me off about that is the fact that they took the Taskmaster, one of the mm-hmm. best, best. Like, lower-level villains, and went, yeah. Yeah, you're a USB chip. You can be defeated by more than a Russian Pornhub. Yeah, uh, certainly. <laughs> what about you, Grant? Any big surprises that caught you out? Not necessarily a surprise and probably not much of a nerdy film, but I think it deserves a uh, shout-out as uh, The United States versus Billy Holiday. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Billie I haven't Holiday seen that one is, yet. I haven't seen it, that. She's probably my favorite singer like female vocalist anyway mm-hmm. of all time absolutely in love with the woman's voice um i mean it, there's i don't want to say there's nothing special about it um mm-hmm. you know it, it got kind of nominated for oscars and golden globes and all that kind of stuff it just tells mm-hmm. the the story of billy holiday and a lot of the um the prejudices um mm-hmm. that uh, she went through and obviously the female jazz singers from the 20s and 30s and yeah. 40s they were notorious for the lifestyles um, mm. you know what I mean they had terrible lives and they had problems with drugs and that kind of stuff and it, it's just a, a brilliant, brilliantly added brilliantly adapted um, 
story. Like I say, not particularly nerdy, but anybody that's out there that wants to watch something that's not um, superheroes, that's definitely the way forward. No, I love a biography, um, and I've read a lot about Billie Holiday. It, it's a heartbreaking story. Yeah. Um, so that I really that I didn't even know that existed, Grant. So thank you. It was mm. early last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. only just twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hadn't actually watched it until a few nights ago, and I was just like, mm. "Why haven't I watched this film?" Because it should What's have been top of my list. Uh, the United States versus Billy Holiday. Right, I'm gonna make a note of it because I love, I love a biography film. Just watch the podcast back, and it'll be fine. Music just gave me my surprise of 2021. Cool, go for it, sir. I thought I was gonna hate it, but I loved it. In nights. Oh, you watched oh, In the I Heights? I was just about to see it, that too. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. He got Did you cry? I cried. I, I made him watch In the Heights. <laughs> Went to the cinema to see it. It was surprising. So it was oh. long, but it was really good. It was so good. That okay. was like his first Broadway show before Hamilton, wasn't it? That was yeah. like yeah. the first thing he did. Um, he got a lot of crap for that. He did. Yeah. That's but so the fact bad. That Jimmy Smits in his 60s can still move and sing like that. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Smits is a legend. It's got Rosa Diaz in it. Yes. It, it's With so her weird. normal voice. It's so weird. <laughs> her normal voice is just not what you expect. <laughs> well, we watched um, Encanto, the new Disney mm-hmm. one, uh, ooh, the, the other day. day. Yeah. And it took me to well, halfway through the film to realise that the, the, the main girl in it is Stephanie Beatriz because it sounds mm-hmm. nothing like that at all. And the, oh. just person, the person who plays our mum is our mum in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Yeah. yeah. I was thought that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If Machete turns up in Encanto, I'm laughing. Machete doesn't do Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, what about you, Donna? Any other surprises? Um, I was literally just going to say it in the Heights. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the fireworks song is so catchy. I, I keep oh, singing yeah. it on Bonfire Night. <laughs> yeah, young Jake. Um, are we sticking movies or are we allowed movies. to be surprised by other things? Movies. Um, I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say Encanto then because I had no idea it existed until like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. But those songs have been like stuck in my head, and I was like really blown away by like Disney's new style of animation because it's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. It's not just mocap because, like, it looks like you know, like real people dancing mm. and stuff. But mm. the faces, they've just got that like extra spark. But it does still look like real people. But the it's Disney just, aspect, yeah, yeah, it's really it's uncanny in a way, but like super impressive to look at. And mm. like that that movie on like a four K display, like just mm. all the crazy visuals and like yeah. the way mm. they plot out all of like the dance scenes is like really inventive. Like, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I'm. I'm enjoying. Like, it's good that you said that you said that about Disney. They've, they've kind of stepped away from trying to rip off Pixar a little bit as well. Because when Pixar yeah. hit big, they went copy. And like, I think the uh, films like Bolt and stuff like that were D- Disney made, but they were ca- quite close and ripped off Pixar. But now they've got their own style and they're going back to like the old Disney animation, like their look and feel, but doing it in like say the well the, the computer generated three D type element, which. Um, I'm I'm loving. I'm all for as well. So yeah, that, that's actually something I've noticed recently. Jake's actually leads quite well into mine as well because m- mine was Raya and the Last Dragon. So good. I really really loved that one. 
I've not actually watched that one. Yeah, my dad watched it. My dad said he really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's beautiful as well. The the posters on the the colours on the posters even look stunning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to put that on the list too. (laughs) One tuk tuk. Again, like in Canto and Moana, Alan Tudyk Mm. plays an animal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was like a toucan, wasn't he? And then yeah. did he just make noise like he did yeah. in Moana? Yep. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> amazing. I love that that man will do that. Like yeah. he has, he has no mm. shame in taking a role that will just make him make a noise. Also, yeah. like a um, nice little paycheck. Uh, Frank yeah, Walker did quite well being like every dog ever. <laughs> Megatron. Every time anyone mentions Alan Turk, though, it, it just brings us back to Serenity or Firefly when he's talking about the dinosaurs. Ah, yo, this is a by an inevitable betrayal. Like, see, that just warms me heart. Like I say, I loved, uh, loved his betrayal. But yeah, uh, sorry to go off tangent there. Just, uh, I was going to Firefly. But yeah, um, I've talked about films as well. I think this year, for the surprises as well, has been a big year for horror. Because I think for, sometimes mm. a horror film... Uh, I struggled, but if you look back, The Quiet Place 2 was yeah. absolutely oh, top, top, le- got that. top level film. Um, and we've got the incredible Netflix series, the three films, Fear Street, which totally yes. did not see coming. Like the first one. Like the first and second and didn't watch the third one, just totally fell off it. Um, we, got, we, we did um, a review for The Conjuring 3, mm-hmm. um, Wrong Turn. Yep, the, the remake. Which, uh-huh, which was, I thoroughly enjoyed. It was all right. Given that I've never seen the original, <laughs> it's always better than. But um, <laughs> but I say because I, I think the horror genre genre sorry has been quite stale and sitting in like especially with the Bloomhouse films have been jump scare jump scare jump scare yeah. and it's been nice like say the the Fear Street it was quite a homage to all the different horrors like that like the Scream horror homage like the eighties um, like Friday the Thirteenth then it even went to like say the Vich. Um, with uh, like say the last one where they made it like proper old like proper old, old school like quite a horror. I would just wish they didn't try and do the accents because the accents were again as we said like it wasn't bits. it wasn't the best year for accents. But um, that that kind of got us exciting. Like say I know in the next few weeks we'll probably be doing a, a review of the new Scream film because um, it's only that two weeks in January. Two weeks away. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. I said I took a break from horror, but I'm like I cannot not not watch that when it comes out yeah. it is one of my favorite movies of all time and um, i totally totally forgot because i just don't keep up with it anymore I don't keep up with any like horror community pages or anything like that so i totally forgot it comes out in january mm-hmm. oh we're gonna see if the plot comes true gonna <laughs> he's, see not if coming, right. he's not coming back he I'm can't come you, back I'm telling you no stew's dead just let he's, it go mm. <laughs> oh, I, won't. I won't I'll cling on to it for the rest of my life Paul even if he's not in it I'll be like the lion to us <laughs> um, are we going to move on to TV yeah um, if, like I say we can always come back on things if oh, anyone yeah, wants to get any parts but yeah uh, as Jake was so uh, sound like he was uh, yeah. he wanted to say was it the TV you wanted to talk about before there Jake no, actually, but oh, that, 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 was a, that was a poor segue. Sorry, <laughs> I've got a TV show. I can kick it off. Okay, cool. Um, mine's like a sort of again, like sticking in the sort of horror-ish uh, genre. Um, but Midnight Mass um, on Netflix. Well, I really then why enjoyed. Why didn't you vote for it then? <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> the night mask got no votes on the air on the poll. It's Maybe there was something else. <laughs> but, um, like on reflection, like I don't know if it's just like me. Like I heard a lot of people say they were disappointed in it, but mm. I don't know if it's just me personally that loves like when characters monologue for ages, yeah, which is too. basically what that show was. But that's just yeah. Mike Flanagan all over. Like he's really yeah. good at getting characters across in a very <laughs> lengthy way, but it works. Like I really, I love that man's work. I just haven't watched it. Because again, it came out when I just wasn't feeling right to watch stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's very it's like very dark, like in visual tone. Um, mm-hmm. Not even just the horror elements, just like the subject matter that a lot of the characters are going through. But yeah, yeah there's some. If you like a good speech, mm-hmm. villain or hero speech, there's a uh, plenty of them in that series. <laughs> I think someone told us that there was a um, like a, a cat that gets killed like early on. That what? just kind of went like a hundred, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there's me not watching it. <laughs> you don't see it, but you see care. some some furry corpses. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it does look really good. I meant to watch this and I completely forgot. I've just wrote it down to remind myself. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit silly, but yeah, it's it's got some good good like script writing in there. <laughs> he is very good at doing stuff like that. Um, well, go on then, Paul. Um, I've got two, but um, I know Poppy's yes, either Donna or Grand Poppy's mentioned one of them. Um, the first one I'm going to go for the season for the, the final season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> absolutely broke as the last episode it was absolutely amazing again i'm i don't know who's who's seen the last season yet or, or like say uh or if you just watch it but that last bit of interaction with holt and jake where jake where he says to jake um i don't know if he's a big fans but like their relationship from start to finish who grows and then mm-hmm. he says if you were my son i would be so proud of it proud. and it just absolutely broke us and like for for a comedy show that's just silly and whatty, but it kind of had so many great beats all the yeah. way through the seasons, like hit on all the things, and especially with the Black Lives Matter, uh, like yeah. what yeah. was going on, and they cancelled what they had originally planned for the last season to incorporate it. and to incorporate everything on. That's why there was a big delay in it. Yeah. But um, that, that last episode when you, everyone got what they wanted. Yeah. But in different ways, like Jake, you thought was always going to be this big to lift, but he, he realised he was all, wanted to be a family man and mm-hmm. he got that. So then he, he was happy to leave the police force to, to let his wife, Santiago, move up because she want, always wanted to be bigger. And his sacrifice to do that was just so nice. And and Holt's just accepting it and like showing them such a love inside. Um, and we got this amazing episodes like uh, when uh, Cheddar got kidnapped. Yeah. He took my... <laughs> I think the best thing about that series for me, mm. and it was literally the most heartwarming moment about that series for me, simply all the way through it, you never saw one thing, but you did in that. You finally mm. saw Holt and Kevin kiss. Yeah. And yes, that was did. beautiful. Mm. It was and lovely. You finally saw Holt's tattoo. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot about that. I totally forgot about it, but aren't we doing an episode on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, but I couldn't not talk about it. Because, like I say, that, watching that season, like... No, I get I, it. I, like I say, we've got so much we can talk about when it comes to that. Like I say, when it, like, best of episodes, but um, the last season, everyone, like, I think a lot of shows all don't know how to end a show. Yeah. Like, Scrubs fucked yeah. it up. They had the perfect ending, they just kept on going. This, 
they didn't. And I'll probably just keep going back and watching all the seasons just over and over we just do. because we it, do. It's, we do. We only yeah. got introduced to, th- to this year because of Paul kept mm. banging on about it all the time. <laughs> um, so we eventually watched. I literally just, I give Ant no choice. I just press play. And we were absolutely, we were absolutely hooked. Did you do the same? (laughs) (laughs) Just it's the best thing. Just don't because we all we've seen it for years. It was all like you know you'll see it sometimes on Channel Four, something like that. And we'll watch a bit of it and we'll have a giggle. Like I do, Andy Samberg tickles my funny bone all the time. And I had enough, and I just pressed play and I said, "We're going to watch it." And Mm. we've watched it three times over now. Mm. And we haven't done the last season because obviously we've done it once, um, and but with it not being on Netflix. We just mm. we literally finish that episode, and then go right the way back to the beginning because we love <laughs> we love looking at what they look like now to what mm. they look like then. We do all the bang all the time. Andy Samberg doesn't look any different. Oh, Andy Samberg does not <laughs> age. Oh, any different at all. <laughs> I love him. I've loved him from like Lonely Islands. That was the first mm. time I ever yeah. saw him. Um, and then his parts on SNL, he, on his, and the roast of James Franco was some of the funniest <laughs> comedy I have ever seen. It was brilliant. He's so good. He's I such absolutely. a good comedian. <laughs> I absolutely adored that episode where um, they went to the cabin in the woods, Holt's yeah. cabin, and mm. Rose is just off a titsy. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> stopped giving a shit <laughs> but it was yeah. so funny like every time you saw she was probably just like oh. <laughs> was getting, wicked. getting different hits and stuff yeah but um, I think what I loved about the show as well again not I know we're going to talk about like in, in a lot more depth each one of the characters you could see elements of yourself in like yeah. you know, not as a whole like mm. i could see like see it. Uh, like see it yeah. part, it, like every like things you you could see it's in your personality come out i know what he's gonna say yeah but no calls us amy all the time what I was going to say is I could be a part of me and Rosa I was expecting Grant to make a joke like that but yeah I, I think I relate <laughs> most to uh, Boyle yeah. <laughs> uh, me too um, yeah. I, I do I, love um, the, the, the two guys called um, um, Norman Scully love them oh, too. yes I love those guys love them too <laughs> I love it, like, see, uh, they've got Hitchcock to retire and I had him on an iPad all the way through. And then he yeah. did, like, I tricked you all of you. I am the 9-9, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah. Was that because of lockdown? Is that because he couldn't get yeah, to couldn't the get What a clever way. They are, honestly, that, that last series was so cleverly done, <laughs> um, especially to bring it in the time that we are. Like, they, they understood the responsibility that they had mm-hmm. as a cop show. Yeah. Because it is quite, and they've always been like that though. They're not ones to sit there and say all cops, like all police officers are good. They mm-hmm. do, they've reflected on flaws before. So to, yeah. to go to patch over what's happening in the world at the time, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been them. Yeah, I would, I would love to do, like, say, when we do the episode, get us to sing the song or do the the uh, the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> now, number four. <laughs> that was amazing. But yeah, sorry. I know it's going off in something there, but yeah. Um, what about you? What about you, Grant? Any TV shows that's jumped out at you? That... Well, obviously, there's the one that you've mentioned as well um, that me or Donna might talk about. And if neither of us talk about it, then I'm sure the three of us are going to go, well, we need to talk about this one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll start beating people up. Saying, I, I can't believe how much I had to bleat on about to get people to watch that show in the group. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, yes, <man>. sorry. Um, <laughs> no, um, 
the one that um, kind of jumped out at me because it's we talked about it briefly in the, the podcast group chat um, about how it kind of changed my viewpoint on a genre was Loki. Mm, 100%. Um, now, <laughs> I've spoken <laughs> twice, and in both instances, they're going to get the pitchforks out at me. <clears throat> Generally, I don't like superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Um, not to the fact that I like I dislike them. Obviously, I've watched them. I've watched all of them. But to me, mm-hmm. you just kind of sit there, and yeah, and the hero wins, and blah, 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 blah. And there's a bit in Loki... Um, uh, we've already said fuck spoilers, so fuck spoilers. Um, <laughs> it's the bit in the first episode where he witnesses his own death. Yeah. Um, and the way Hiddleston played that, I thought was absolutely unbelievable. And it just <laughs> kind of it opened a door um, <laughs> that um, No Way Home has kind of got me into a little bit as well, where there's a little bit more emotional storytelling going on mm-hmm. than just mm-hmm. here's a hero he's big he's muscly or she's big and muscly the fire lasers out of their eyes the bad guy's dead roll credits mm-hmm. and then there's an end of credit scene um loki oh, there was me. one little bit of heartbreak for me with loki in the sense there was one character cast that when i see that character <sighs> i just wish it was somebody else playing it oh and it's not to say that the actor that they've cast isn't great because he's an absolute darling of um of British oh, he's going, yeah, yeah. That, I know where uh, he's Richard going now. Yeah. <laughs> um but every time I see him playing Loki, all I want to see is Rick Mail playing that yeah. character. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I wanted. I want to see. Oh Loki's my god! All of a sudden, like flashes of what Rick Neal would be doing. This that would be. <laughs> I'm Loki. What? Could all flash on us and stuff. That <laughs> is awesome. I never like. Oh, I, yeah. why can't why can't we have this? Why can't we have this alternate timeline? <laughs> it would have been beautiful if we could have seen Rick Neal and Aid Edmondson as variants. <laughs> oh my god. I don't think I don't think I could have taken it. Yeah, I don't think I could have taken it. The other thing I love about just the storyline in general that they've done with Loki and with No Way Home, um I've mentioned before that I'm I'm not a fan of gatekeeping um mm-hmm. at all. I don't like the um the furious kind of it's not like the movies, it, uh, sorry, it's not like the books or it's mm-hmm. not like the comics or anything like that. And the multiverse concept makes everything canon. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. everything. I'm going to do it with everybody from now on. I don't like that bit of Lord of the Rings multiverse. Well, to be fair, though, yeah. uh, I think back in the day of the comics, that was how they got around that because there were so many different artists and so many different wanting stories to tell with like the characters, and that that is how basically they got around it. Uh, and yeah. just by saying right, multiverse. There's more than one thing. And there's a reason why DC and Marvel both use the concept because yeah. it gives them so much license. Well, license to print money at times just because mm-hmm. they can go through it. But um, not to go off, again, I'm going to try and keep them tangent as much as I can, mate. But you had a beautiful point at that start because that was the thing when Loki came out because we weren't getting Loki from Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. from who's, who's evolved and had this emotional breakdown and decided... Is not the Loki then. We got the Loki that wanted to take over the world mm-hmm. at Avengers. We got that point of view. Our, my biggest worry was like, how? Because we fall in love with Loki. We wanted that Loki. How were they going to show that? 
and they did it within the first 15 minutes of that first episode just by breaking them down by saying that off oh, you go like me and Joseph go through this machine if you're a robot it'll evaporate and he's like am I a robot like, <laughs> and then sitting them down and like say and saying look this is the thing and showing them the, the key aspects that kind of brought them there like the death of Freya the the whole Ragnarok thing and you saw like Loki standing sitting I think it was originally he was sitting like this and by the end he was kind of like yeah just destroyed just kind of give him and probably his lady sis kicked him in the balls 15 times times. Uh, it kind of broke him down and we got the Loki we wanted if that makes sense Um, and we didn't and the best kind yeah we didn't get it without Thor pushing Mm. it out of him he did it Mm. on his own it wasn't a case of Thor having to constantly remind him of the life that they had and that were brothers and this, that, and the other. It was him figuring it out on by himself that he could actually be a good person. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the most rewarding part of it was to watch that transformation from, you know, the Loki who wants all glorious purpose to the one who, you know, at the end was willing to, to save the day. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though... Well. At the Sorry, same time, on, it, it, it kept it so true to the character because, mm-hmm. of course, the only person Loki was going to fall in love with was a variant of himself. Absolutely. <laughs> so who's going to make the joke? Incest. Fast <laughs> choice. Masturbation. Yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> 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 technically, if he does love himself, is it classed as masturbation or how, how does that work? It would probably just destroy both of the universes. Like, <laughs> face it. <laughs> um, to be fair, I would watch that. <laughs> but yeah, like I really liked it because, like, like I know what I know what you're saying about him getting like his uh, like very quick like redemption, just seeing his life put out before him and having that quick like realization, like, oh yeah, I can't really go on like this, otherwise I'm gonna end up dead or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like that till the end you could still sort of yeah. tell that he still maybe would take over if given a good enough chance yeah, you know, like, yeah. there was, was always so, the what if yeah there. he was like playing it up in his mind when it was the whole like choice at the end type of thing um and you could tell there was like parts of him like thinking it over at the time but then obviously like changing his mind and doing what he did but yeah i did like how they didn't take the evil all the way out of him because i think no. that's one of his most fun like yeah. aspects <laughs> well he's the god of mischief like he has yeah. to have some cheeky parts left in him <laughs> and yeah. again all the way through like because marvel has just taken over this year like tv films really? wise they have they own everything now but i love the aspect because they were telling us things are going to be breaking things are going to be coming things are going to be changing because of the multiverse and throughout this year, we've went, it's going to happen in Wonder. Wonder's going to break it. No, Wonder <laughs> doesn't. Oh, it's got to be in Loki. Ah, he does something. That must be the moment where it breaks. No. It was fucking Peter Parker who fucked it all. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people. Well, the that's thing is, though, for you. Loki, if you look at it from that point of view, does Loki not start the multiverse? Because they talk about the, what is it, the... Immaculate uh, timeline or whatever yeah. the hell it is. And it all splits but, off, doesn't it, at the end? Yeah, starts because like, yeah. TVA exists outside the concept of time. Mm-hmm. Surely what Loki does is what actually starts the multiverse to begin yeah. with. Potentially, but does it... I well, don't think again, it... Yeah, it was it, previous. But, yeah. but I don't know if it breaks it. For me, Loki more acknowledged the multiverse and then yeah. in Spider-Man broke it. 
yeah. But I love the aspect, and, and again, it's, I, I've read about it. <clears throat> I hope it's right. But if you play back, uh, what you're meant to do, if you play one division and Loki at the same time, and at that point where Kang goes, did you hear that? That's supposed to be the point in one division where Wanda right, goes yeah. all uh, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I did read about that. I think it does check out. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, like I said, probably it's all intertwangled and stuff like that. But I know, the, like say with Marvel, they like to keep the spo- spoilers and stuff like that. But for them saying that they're not going to bring Sylvie back would be the biggest mistake in oh. in Loki in Loki season two. I, I can't see them working without it now. That she element. Was, she was, she was, was the oh she was the biggest cosplayer costume of this year. Mm-hmm. The fact that yeah. women could do they could finally do a a, a, a variant Loki. of Loki. Loki uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> with, with it being an actual like female mm-hmm. design. Um, I love that mind. I love that when TVs come out, you you try to figure out who what the cosplay of the year is going to be, <laughs> and it was her. It was the um, Halloween costume of the year. <laughs> uh, can I jump in next? Yeah, because I know where you're going to go now. <laughs> Do you? No, yeah. you might be shocked actually, because for all I do, I've, there's been so many incredible programs this year, and um, Invincible being one of them, absolutely mm-hmm. effing love it. Um, Squid Game could not get enough of it, but my. The one that really took us by surprise and really I fell deeply in love with was Ted Lasso. All right. Wasn't expecting it, that. Paul, it is one of the most beautiful television programs I have ever seen. If the fact that it's about football, like mm-hmm. forget that part. But him as a mm-hmm. character, I, I constantly want to cry just thinking about his niceness. Mm-hmm. About how beautiful that man actually is. Andy Sudeikis is, is it Andy Sudeikis? Andy, yeah, Andy Sudeikis has made a, a person who you want to strive to be. Yeah, a lot of people have actually mentioned this to us. Said should be watching. Um, they've mentioned that it's kind not the same, but like kind of like the same as The Office US type of vibe to it. Or I'm, I'm, I didn't really get that because The hmm. Office is obviously flying on the wall. For all it it, it goes all, you, when you after you've watched a few episodes you you just think you're watching a tv series but essentially it is a fly on the wall documentary you still get the face-to-face mm-hmm. interviews with them but ted lasso is oh, it's just hard it's hard to describe the characters in it are amazing hannah waddington is phenomenal mm-hmm. like there's a reason this woman won all mm-hmm. of these awards and the fact that you get to see her sing in so many of the episodes is just phenomenal um the guy who plays Roy Kent, mm-hmm. who was obviously a, a spin on Roy Keane, right. is just unreal. He's one of the, he's actually Brett Goldstein. He's one of the writers of the program. And right. there's so many amazing characters. But for just for him alone, mm-hmm. the nicest guy in the world suffers with the most crippling anxiety. All right. And so to sad. watch it is breathtaking, heartbreaking, and yeah. kind of inspirational. Um, it's a beautiful program and I cannot recommend it enough the first two series are available to watch um, and the third one starts this year cool. it's unreal no I give it a go uh, like I say I thought you were going to do a, a segue into WandaVision that was my first uh, no. <laughs> but uh, no kind of failed that one but yeah mm. so, so moving on to the next so who's next I've forgotten where I am so sorry I, I ruined the, I ruined the circle <laughs> no it's fine so um, do Charlotte do you want to go next TV shows that's knocked you out of the water. I'm trying to think what we've watched this year. There's been so much. Um, 
was Supernatural this year? Because Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Supernatural ended this year, yeah. It was, the beginning of this, it was the beginning of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, because it kind of got um, suspended due to the pandemic. And then the, then the last season. So, yeah, the last season came out this year. I'm, I'm sure I'll double check for you. Yeah, <laughs> Fact checked. Fact checked. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much the last season, but the very last episode broke. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> You had a good um, laugh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, what if? Wow, oh, I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. What if yeah. was brilliant. It really was. It breaks my heart that the that that T'Challa episode we're never gonna get. And I want yeah. it more oh, than anything. No. And I yeah. want it. I like mm-hmm. I, you, I, I'm gonna get really upset talking about it because he he turned Thanos around. <laughs> he was that nice. He managed to change Thanos, like mm. He is the better Star Lord, and the fact that we know what Star Lord did at the end of Infinity Wars, it's like oh, we're never going to get that. <laughs> I, I loved, was, sorry, mm, no, no, I loved fine. seeing the darker side of Vision, mm. like mm-hmm. because when you when you look back in the MCU, Vision is quite he's quite level headed. He's quite a nice mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. and then you see him. Feeding people to wonder. Yeah, so it's love took over. They explored that. <clears throat> I loved Captain Carter. I thought Captain Carter was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was so good. Her comic, her comic comes out in March. I will, I will pre-order <laughs> us some copies um, at the local comic book shop. Um, I loved that they tied everything together with the Watcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, right. I loved, yeah, yeah, that I loved element. Jeffrey I... Wright as the Watcher. <clears throat> I loved nice. his voice. It's like velvet. Yeah. yeah. I didn't um, expect them to tie tie every episode. I thought they were just going to be like one standalone episodes and standalone stories and how they connected them all. Mm-hmm. Totally took us by surprise. And because I, I remember them saying this is going to be, I know Grant sorry to use the term, this is going to be canon. And I was thinking, <laughs> how how's this going to work as canon? But it showed you and it worked. Multiverse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I loved it. They, they showed... Ultron as Ultron, not the watered <gasps> down version that we got in yeah. the film. Like mm. he the was only, terrifying. The only off-put is was the voice. And it's not that I'm saying like it had to be James Spader in order for it to work. It just needed to be a little bit like a decibels. A little bit more lo- like, a, like lower. Yeah, uh, it was just too upper high for me. But it, it it did not take away the the how terrifying he actually was. He was not that like, I I was speechless when we saw it. highlight though was the Doctor Strange episode. I never thought I'd be emotionally invested in something as much as I was. Mm. And again, I actually teared up on that episode as well, just because you can understand. Yeah, he had to do it over and over. Because like I said, that element of Doctor Strange was great in the movie when he changed the time stone and just kept on repeating Mm -hmm. to to win, win over and said, this is how you you can't win. This is just going to be it. But... Anything he did or anything to change what happened didn't have a damn thing because it was fate that was kept on bringing it mm-hmm. and that was heartbreaking to me. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't think I didn't think it was going to hit us as hard as it did. But yeah, good that shout. Was a good shout, that Charlotte. I totally <laughs> forgot about it. So is that um, is that Doctor Strange going to be 
the one actually in the movie do you think like the it looks a lot like him because um i was also reading or watching sorry something where it was saying like the spell that they encase like ultron and um oh was it killmonger in like they encase them in like this geodesic dome thing and they were saying it's the same thing strange puts like his spell back in to try and stop it it does so look it's like links similar. to Spider-Man type of thing. Yeah. Oh, that that the, part's pretty cool. The way the, the the multiverse sort of breaks at the end of What If was very like mm-hmm. the way it did at the end of Spider-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah with like the tears in the sky mm-hmm. type of imagery. Yeah, and yeah, even just yeah. the colours were the same and it, it very much felt like... And with them saying that What If is canon, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it kind of makes sense that it's the same I wonder... People. Because I know, like, say, with I know when with how Marvel do the things, like, do the in the sections, I think they might break the mold a little bit. I think we might get an end level movie in Doctor Strange the um, two the, with the man, multiverse of madness because everything seems to be leading up to this movie that's happened now. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's going to be things that's going to happen after, like again, not to spoil for Sammy, uh, the Eternals leads into completely different array but i think this is going to be an end level type of situation with doctor strange which again intrigues me i'm not really bothered about other spoilers but please i've waited so long (laughs) i'm nearly there it comes out on the 12th i'll be able to watch it then i'm like i've kept away from it so far it's the only one i was bothered about don't worry it's it's not going to be anyone's top 10 (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, so um, great shout there, Charlotte. Um, that was brilliant. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? We all know what mine's going to be. Mm-hmm. We've just done a podcast on it. Oh, yeah. Cause we have, man. It's the only one I, I didn't yeah. mention it because I knew you mm. would be, or at least someone would be, but oh, yes. You got actually, you got actually emotionally invested in this one, which was, I, I absolutely l- loved it. Um, it was different for me. It wasn't the usual Avengers formula, the usual Marvel formula. Mm-hmm. There was risk. There was mm-hmm. excitement. Mm-hmm. There was loss. There was twists. Mm-hmm. Quite there was grief. Twists, but there was, there was grief. Because mm-hmm. you saw things like... Um, I mean, I saw a meme the other day, and it just absolutely ruined Hawkeye for us for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, no, hold on. It hasn't ruined Hawkeye. It's ruined fucking Infinity War for us. Right. Go on. That big speech at the end, like that big back and forth between um, like Renner and uh, Pew, mm-hmm. like she spoke about you all the time. I know the whistle, like she spoke mm-hmm. about you nonstop. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Infinity War. We can't bring her back. We can't do this. Does anyone know if she's got any family? And Renner's just sat there like... We were her family. Like, yeah. where the fuck's this all? Well, she's got a sister. <laughs> yeah, but do you not think because... Did he, did he not know she was a Black Widow? No, because he says, uh, he says, he says throughout the end of that uh, episode, oh, you should talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, he's a, it, sorry, it I stopped off the no, sea weather. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't Hawkeye that said we were her family. It, it was, was Rogers. It was, yeah, it was Captain America. Hawkeye so Hawkeye didn't say off, anything. He just sat looking off into the Would distance. Would that not be like a protection thing? But that's well, what no, I'm, because I'm... You wouldn't protect her. You didn't know her. You're not invested in her. It's not national security, which Hawkeye had a big thing about. It was yeah. Uh, it yeah, but not from like. Eight. But you not think he's he's just he's just lost his best mate. No, but not right. not a protection from like a legal thing. Protection mm-hmm. from from like 
I'm just, he loves I'm just, Natasha, so yeah. he's going to protect her sister. Yeah, yeah, but then why wouldn't they're asking the Sharper family so they can tell us? I'm, yeah. I'm on Kev's side with this one. Sorry, Charlotte and Sam, but uh... <laughs> I, we really are trying to like justify. Yeah, come on, it's a sister you'd want. Oh, what the hell? Uh, it's a sister you'd want to know if she was dead. You know, yeah, but that's what they're asking for to I notify guess. the next of kin. Do you yeah. know what though? Like... I can for that scene, I can overlook it. I really uh, can. It, it was beautiful. It was that was literally. <laughs> The, the only thing I've seen that's ruined that for me, but uh, it didn't so ruin you ruined it. So you ruined it for us, then? I'm going to be honest, Endgame, there's a, I've got a lot of... I've, I think we did talk in the podcast. I, I like it, but I don't love it. I love Infinity nah, War. Infinity War's better. Infinity yep. War's better. Yeah. yeah. Infinity so. War's better. Whenever you realise something weird happened that doesn't make sense, Doctor Strange did it. Yeah, what is it? But he's, oh, just getting, he's just getting the finger of one thing. He accidentally, <laughs> he accidentally removed like, Black Widow's sister for like a week. <laughs> that, that, that was it for me. Like he sat there, he's just like, and he's like, oh God, I've got to take the stones. And I said, take the gauntlet and fly up your prick. <laughs> I never said anything about course. killing yourself. <laughs> just kill one person, not yourself, just one person. <laughs> The whole Doctor Strange thing, it could have been anything, but no, Hawkeye for me was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm not invested in Renner as a person. I think he's an absolute prick. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, yes, my Person, you know, he's uh, mm-hmm. political beliefs and all that aside. Mm-hmm. The fact that he just he self destructs, he, he doesn't acknowledge mistakes, and he just blows up. Yeah. It's just like. You're a fucking grown man, man. How are own yourself, own your shit. Mm-hmm. But he was absolutely fantastic. I've said it since Avengers 1. We need Hawkeye, mm-hmm. not just some twat with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. We need Hawkeye, and I, they gave us Hawkeye. And I, didn't think, I didn't think we did until we got Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really didn't. I really couldn't give two shits that we were getting a Hawkeye TV show. I was like rolling my eyes. The only thing that got me emotionally invested was Kate Bishop. She was fantastic. But, she was great. When the you thing see that got him. me with it mm-hmm. was the fact that every other Marvel show, literally every other Marvel show, it's been this, the actors have all been the same. They've done mm-hmm. the same thing for the past 10 years and it's mm-hmm. dull out. It's really boring. It's the same formula. Like everyone, sorry, Grant, everyone raved about Loki. It had its good moments. It did. But Loki's done and dusted. He's been done from day one. Like we've had 10 years of it now. Give us yeah, some idea. It was and on Renner, the back of it was something different. It was on the back of Falcon and Winter Soldier, so anything after that was going to be amazing. Yeah. And Loki was after that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Renner gave us something completely different, and it was just like you know what it is. That was it was a fine performance from him. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that mm-hmm. Loki had that absolutely pivotal moment, and I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you, Grant and you, Paul. That breaking moment where he sees his own death, Freya's death, all those horrible little bits, because. It wasn't his own death that done it for me. It was Freya's death. Yeah. yeah. Fucking mother, man. Come mm. on. Yeah, the like, one the person that actually gives a shit about him type thing. Yeah. And he the one person that gave everything that he'd done and loved him as a son. Mm-hmm. That mm. broke me. But to see Jeremy Renner, who's, I mean, let's face it, Hawkeye was a spy. He was in the circus of crime. Mm. He was an assassin. He, he was cold. He was calculated. He could detach himself. Like you could see it throughout the films. Mm. He'd studied killers. And you can see when someone's about to hurt you, the eyes detach, like mm-hmm. they just go flat, yeah. they go black. And if you watch back the films, you'll see Renners do that a lot. 
Mm. Very subtle little acting bit that he does, and it was class. But the one that he got me in this, his eyes didn't go flat. They sparkled, and he cried. Mm. And that was completely different for Renner for mm. me. Mm. It was a subtle little nuance, and it was beautiful. Mm. Loved it. Oh. Kate Bishop, fantastic. Yelena, unreal. <laughs> Again, yeah. absolutely unreal. Hey, Kate Bishop. Fuck <laughs> 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 you, Mafia. They were the standout for me. I yeah. absolutely love those guys. I literally, as I said in the last podcast, I want a special episode yep. where we'll see what the, the tracksuit mafia do on the day to day life. Just following yes. the moon, like a fly on the wall thing, like the office. I love awesome. it. Definitely. So, Donna, even you're the last again. Sorry there, love. <laughs> um, I know there's one that you were going to mention, but. I, tell you, I, think, I think we're going to talk about it anyway, so don't worry. Um, I've got a couple written down actually because. Um, I wanted to mention Monsters at Work and mm. the finishing of Lucifer, but the main one that I really enjoyed this year was a uh, new season of You. Ah, what a show! Now Grant yeah. comes alive. <laughs> <laughs> but has anybody else watched it in here? No, I've not watched, I've watched it. it. I haven't me, watched me, the second season. I've read the books. My wife loves it. Yeah, my wife loves it. I've read the books. I haven't watched the second season. It, it always felt a bit. Watch. It always again. I, I I tried watching the first season, but it felt very Dexter light. Again, that was just my view. But um, so, what did you love about it? Um, just I think it showed um, like John a different light in this season, like because he was like, well, not, he was kind of sinister, but not sinister because you still really like him. It's hard to explain, but in this, like, you there was more depth to him, like seeing mm. how he was with his uh, wife. They are married, aren't they? Yeah. I think in the show, yes, and because yeah, <laughs> oh, his partner because yeah. uh, uh, had, had a kid though in the third season. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, his wife love. Um, I have a huge crush on her, by the way. Just oh. after. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think you see a bit more like m- more depth to him because it just goes from like sinister and then it's just like this character and you end up like falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. And, Maybe Grant could explain that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. So it's, like, yeah. it's one of them things you you kind of like the bad guy, but you can see aspects of it. It's like, as I said, with Dexter, similar type of thing. He does horrific things, but you can't help liking the guy. So is it that type of similar type of approach? I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you need to watch it to get it though. But like, um, mm. and then there's like the whole affair stuff in the, and. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the random kid next door. Am I allowed to say random stuff about it at all? Yeah, no, no, go for it. Like I say, this is your moment. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I'm terrible at this stuff. I just sit here and don't say anything. And then, oh, <laughs> but yeah, like um, they end up like oh, I, everyone's seen Sabrina here, right? Do you know the yeah. last who yeah. plays, uh, plays Prudence? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's in that. She's really good in it. And like um, Joe falls in love with her in the library, and then she's kind of his wife falls in love with some random kid next door. Oh, who, who she tries to murder and they have this like weird random um, sex party thing where they try to be like swingers and they turn up with this huge case of dildos and smile nobody else gets that <laughs> means no worries yeah 
Brand, they'll lift your better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I get completely what Don is um, getting at in relation to you, and it, it harks back to uh, a bit in the first season that look at me, the deviant here and everything I'm talking about is my emotional responses to TV shows. <laughs> uh, but there's a bit in the first season where he's stalking out um, Beck, the main female obsession point in the first one, and he's basically sitting in the bushes outside of a house um, while she's on a she's got a tinder hookup and he's watching through the window while she's doing the nasty and you kind of you sit there and watch it for a moment you're kind of going oh poor guy he's absolutely in love with her and then you hold on a minute he's stalking her he's, uh, he's, he's a really really predatory character we shouldn't be sympathizing Mm-hmm. with him or empathizing with him but it's a, an absolute fantastic um credit to the writing of you mm-hmm. and that it does draw you emotionally into villainous characters and show a human side and show a soft side to them and it makes you kind of mm-hmm. question your own ethics a little bit when you've yeah. got caught in a moment like that and then go oh wait a minute mm. he's, um, he's written like that in the books like you'll do this massive speech of how much he, he loves uh, what's her name in the first one? Right. How much he loves her, and then you realise that he's he's mm. like this speech is happening in his head while he's like sitting outside a window watching her, watching her. Yeah. <laughs> so you can like hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I caught an episode where when Nick was watching because um, I think they were ha- he was having an argument with his girlfriend and they were like arguing about like not killing people and stuff like that. It was just bizarre, but. One of the things that stood out is she start saying, demanding that he tell her that the only reason he hasn't killed her is because they had kids together. I was like, I don't know if that was a part like thing, but I, I, that's I kind of sat there looking at the TV and going, "What the fuck are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just that kind of element. But um, it's like I say, I know it got a big view and stuff like that, but what, it's something that never did graspers or anything like that but uh, one of the ones you did mention though Donna the Monsters uh, Incorporate uh, Monsters at Work I absolutely adored I do wish they made it as a third film rather than a TV show I'll be honest because I think the episodes kind of run out of steam at different points but for voice acting as with anything that Pixar does or Disney does they got the voice acting perfectly down like Henry Winkler playing an old uh, oh, boss was absolutely amazing, and uh, the guy out of um, what was it? Uh, what was the TV show about the super, uh, Superstore? Uh, Jonah, he was like really annoying in Superstore, which again was a brilliant TV show that ended this year, I believe. Um, that um, as the main guy in it was quite whiny and quite thing, but it, it fit perfectly. But that was a, a good top choice there as well, Donna. I've never heard of it. The only thing that. Um... I get with uh, you and it comes back to the bush scene there's one thing I think about all the time and I just can't help but laugh every time I see something like that mm-hmm. and I'll see this whole thing like and it's meant to be a horrific thing like someone being stalked and harassed you're seeing it through the eyes of them and the only thing I can think of is John Lovitz and little Nicky mm-hmm. being harassed <laughs> by a big horny bird in hell ladies night ladies <laughs> night Oh, what a <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, like I say, I'll, I'll mention because I know we've like kind of touched on talking about it a few times. Like to me, again, if I wasn't going to pick Brooklyn Nine Nine, 
if, well, to be fair, if it wasn't the season finale I ever have brought nine nine, I wouldn't have chosen. I would have chose this. This show was probably the best written show I've seen in all years. Yeah. Uh, only murders in the building. We all knew what he was going to say. <laughs> yeah, only only murders in the building. Like I didn't expect this to be like the way it went. Like Steve Martin, uh, Martin Clunes, and uh, Selena Gomez. To Martin me, Clunes? Martin Clunes, Martin, Martin, uh, Martin Short. Sorry, Martin Short. <laughs> 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 would have been Yeah, Martin Short. So you know I'm shit with names, but uh, yeah. And they didn't over-comedy it because you think Martin Short and Steve Martin, from what they've done in the past, like the the, wet, the father of the bride and stuff yeah. like that, you think it was going to be really send-up and really comedy. But it wasn't. It was like proper well-written. Um, it was a, like a proper who's done it and done yeah, well. Um, like, done the, there was comedy aspects. I think it wasn't until the, fa- the final episode when the, Steve Martin went the, full slapstick. That he, physical comedy of Steve Martin in his, what, 70s? Yeah, when and he's being hum- able to do that. Trying to when he was trying to like being drugged and trying to walk around and hump, hump the floor. Was- that was so funny. I think that's the funniest thing I've seen on TV this year. Steve Martin humping the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and that episode where they did the silent episode. Oh, where, really was, that was where beautiful. They, yeah, and to tell the story that they told, and like the episodes weren't short as well. They were. Uh, was it 40 minutes? 45 mm, minutes? 40, 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah, and not a... Well, well, there was two words that were said, but it wasn't to the end. And it kept you on the edge of the seat. Like, literally, I, I felt myself edging forward and forward on that episode just because of, like, the performances that he's done. And I know Steve Martin hasn't done anything for a long time. I think the last thing he actually got credit for, like, well, was Bowfinger. Um, which he's again, done stuff with Martin Short. If you go on Netflix, they've got um, they did a tour together. They've been working together for some time, so they did a tour, um, a comedy tour. So he's done stuff with Martin Short recently, but film wise, mm. couldn't tell you. Yeah, because like he was the quintessential eighties actor. Any comedy film that need be done, or even in the nineties as well, they used to always yeah. rely on him. Like if you look back, like I mentioned, Father the Brian, but House Sitter, um, William Eagles. Three yeah. Amigos, Parenthood, jerk. The Jerk. Uh, he's always been a mainstay in, like, say, like The Man With Two Brains, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Yeah. Um, a mainstay in comedy and aspect. And I'm just over the moon that he's brought something out and that it was done so well. Yeah. And Didn't I he start in TV as well? Like, he's not... He's not he, yeah, he was from, a SNL, he was I think. He, yeah, yes, but, he was the one who had to renounce to the to the American public that Gilda Radner passed away mm-hmm. and it is heartbreaking when you know Steve Martin is the funny man mm-hmm. and you have him seeing this mm-hmm. you, and he's crying mm-hmm. you are in tears you are done with because he absolutely I've seen that a million times because I love Gilda Radner and mm-hmm. um, and it's heartbreaking but Steve Martin is a comedy genius and he, yep. he proved yeah. it in this mm-hmm. and Martin Short mm-hmm. in a space in this space. It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, Dennis Quaid, mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant, but Martin mm-hmm. Short in that film is just yeah. fun. Um, I'm trying to think of Martin Short films. Like, cause every time I think of Martin Short, Father of the Bride, it's the first thing that comes to my head, but I know was, I've seen him in so much. He was like a bit actor, but he was in a little bit of um, How I Met Your Mother as well. He played uh, Marshall's, like, boss. Marshall's Boss. That was quite yes, well done. Yes, he did! The Achilles. <laughs> but yeah, um, again, I know I banged on about it. Like, say, cause I, when I read about what it was coming out, I thought, oh, it was 
like I say, like going to be like a comedy. And when I watched the first episode, it kind of wasn't what I expected, but it was better than I was expecting. Yeah. And, and Selena Gomez was the <gasps> perfect foil for it. I, I thought so good. she she really was like, yeah. And what well, really surprised know, me. Yeah, Grand, what did you think? Because I know you enjoyed it as well. You come to her a bit late, didn't you? Uh, I haven't actually finished it yet, mate. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Dude. We haven't re- we haven't said anything to spoil it. We haven't yeah, given anything but, away. Um, you know, I heard the spoiler warning just like everybody else. Um, <laughs> I finished like six episodes of it right off the trot, um, and then just didn't get back into it. Basically, I was going to watch it with the missus because um, she likes a, a bit of murder mm-hmm. um, and a true crime and all that kind of thing. So it, it looked like. The, it was uh, it was going to be something that we'd watch together, but that wasn't actually what I was expecting you to mention when I didn't mention my favourite TV show. So. All right. <laughs> That's so what I talking... thought he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. what, what did you think? I thought you meant Dexter. Uh, I, can't, I can't mention Dexter. I can't mention Dexter because it's not finished yet. Yeah. I know there's an episode leaked online tonight, so I'll be watching that uh, early tonight. <laughs> so when this is wrapped up, but yeah, that that's been but, uh, brilliant as well. That's been absolutely. If I know Kev hasn't caught up with Dexter yet, but this season of Dexter's all right. <laughs> this season of Dexter's been up there with uh, Trinity for my life. Really? Mm. Yeah. Because that's a bold, that's a bold statement. Oh, honestly, <laughs> just like I say, I know this is not a spoiler, but the first episode it kind of throws you because there's no inner monologue, there's no soundtrack, there's not, not like the normal Dexter things, mm-hmm. and he starts getting back into being Dexter, and things start coming back. He starts yeah. like mm-hmm. last like the last few seconds, he, he you hear him talk to himself again, and his little passenger that because it was Harry before. It's not Harry now. I've got a feeling I know who it is. It is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Honestly, season four of Dexter is the staple of all television programs. If I'm going to measure it to anything, I'm measuring it up against that one. So that is a pretty bold statement. But I've got The Witcher to finish Mm -hmm. and then Cobra Kai... I'll add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. um, fuck, the witch, fuck the witcher off it's shit. Do you know, oh, sorry. Um, Paul, you know, you know, like Dexter, like how do they get around the weird like thing at the end of like the old Dexter? <laughs> the old, um, it's the, the don't. They're just well, like, they just so at yeah. the end of so the, at the end of Dexter, uh, the first when you see him driving off in the hurricane, the end after the credits, you see him in like a beard, like with a lumberjack. Mm. He's in Alaska in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. So they're just li- they're just literally like roll with it. <laughs> yeah, but we're going no. down this route. <laughs> was he in Alaska? I thought he was in New York State. New York State. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, I just saw ice. I saw ice, and like said, he's in a remote state where it's kind. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they've got the internet up there yet, so that that's kind of like. <laughs> but um, it's kind of like, as I said, the first episode. He's not Dexter Morgan. He's Jim. He's Jim. This new guy. And something happens, and he gets the urges back, and you see him turning back into Dexter Morgan, and that's the interesting thing. Um, it kind of writes all the wrongs that's happened. Like I know, like the last season of Dexter was one of the worst written TV shows I've ever seen, um, and that's even worse worse than the last season of Scrubs, where they cancelled halfway Ooh. through. Um, <laughs> but um, old statement. <laughs> everything that every mistake they made, the right in the first episode of Dexter. Oh, well, that's cool. I've never been able to actually like finish Dexter, but I do love it. But that last <laughs> season, I just caught. I, I don't know. Say, 
I don't know what it is. Oh no no no! I just I don't know what it is. I'm I think I'm maybe like two. I think I've only got like two episodes I haven't seen, but it's just like I think the writing must be just so bad. Like I just don't have any like urge so, to finish. It's it. like the stop giving a shit. It really <laughs> so is. So I the did, yeah, season. I guess. Yeah, me <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of like with, with Dexter, I think it got the so big. It was like we could write any shit and people will watch it, and it was true. And this one, they've kind of went, the character was so well. actually got to put thought into it. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, it's basically they went, oh, we kind of fucked the character up. We need to give him a finish. We need, because it's only 10 episodes, I believe. I think we're up to episode nine now. Let's cut that out nine this week. week yeah. yeah. And I'm, I can't see where it's going to go. There's so many different lines and mm. things that could be interesting. But again, without giving any spoilers, because I know it's still ongoing and um, a lot of people haven't watched it, it's brilliant. Like I say, and little nuances, little characters that come into it, like throughout, that have hints of the old season as well. And the new characters that bring in make sense. They're not just brought in for uh, like sense. But um, like again, I, I want to talk about aspects where I'm having to stop myself. Yeah, you are really, <laughs> really trying to control this one. Yeah, because um, I've not been excited by a TV show like me and Grant's talked about it in the spoiler group quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a breath of fresh air, especially if you're a fan of Dexter. I know. Uh, I really am. Like, I really love the, the franchise in itself. Mm-hmm. Like, the first series was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It just started to... Oh, I think when um, Colin Hanks was in it, it yeah. started oh, to get to the yeah. point where I was like huffing and puffing to get through episodes. Like it was tedious. And then I just dropped completely off and bless his heart stuck with it. Mm. Um, and he was devastated. Like I've never seen anyone so angry. Yeah. I think at the end, because of the problem they had after Trinity killer, they went, Oh, we've got to get go bigger and better with the killers. This one, the killer and it's great, but it's all about Dexter. It's the yeah. that he is the emotional point in this season, and his journey and the journey of another character is so fascinating to watch. And if they keep con- continuing on, I've got theories on how it's going to end, but um, it's one of them where I'm loving it. Yeah, you've oh, cool. me. I'll try very hard to check it out. <laughs> I'll try very hard, I'll add it, I'll add it to the list. Um, just because I don't have Sky, I guess, because I think it's like stuck on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me neither. I have to be told when things are on so I can go out <laughs> and watch them. Um, have we all gone through and picked one? Yeah? Yes. yes. So yeah. there was the one that nobody mentioned, and I do just want to talk on it just a little bit just because of how impactful it was this year with Squid Games. Mm-hmm. And just uh, if anyone enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it or didn't even watch it. I loved it. I thought it was entertaining as it. hell. You I really liked it. We did. We we'll watched two episodes. We watched three and I just turned it off. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have loved it more it. if it was. I would have loved it more if it was a computer game. <laughs> I thought it would have been brilliant as a computer game. If I had just made one called Crab Game, that's kind of like a weird rip offy nuts oh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you want to play Crab Game, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I just, I always love those little specials that come from Netflix that are like out of nowhere and it just blows up like mm. the whole like. You know, pop culture like just yeah. goes crazy, and that was one of them. And we, I think, we watched it one night, and literally, and we never normally do this. Would wait to a nighttime, but I knew I was recording a podcast before, so we watched the, we finished it off before we did the podcast, yeah. just so because I, I, I needed to see it. It was brilliantly done, mm-hmm. very clever, 
the only one thing Anth was annoyed with is that he couldn't watch it with subtitles. He hates dubs and mm. I can't watch with subtitles, so he had to compromise with it. <laughs> I'll just like rewatch every episode afterwards. <laughs> mm. It was the one thing he, he hated, but I just thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it the was just th- so well done. Yeah, the only thing, the ending didn't quite make sense in my head. But again, I know everyone's different views and stuff. I still don't know why he dyed his hair like Sam, but again. <laughs> oh, did I dye my hair like him? <laughs> Have you got a I secret bank, a bank account with like 20, 11 million pounds in there now? Or something else? <laughs> you like to know. <laughs> um, I just I thought the, the, the concept of it was brilliant. Um, the, the fact that if you look really closely, you can see what games are going to be played before they're even played them. There's like little nods, like little things that you completely miss mm-hmm. until you're like really focusing on it. I just thought it was incredibly cleverly done, and I really can't wait for the second series. Cool. I yeah. just put it on and immediately thought it's like if Battle Royale was done by the producers of Takeshi's Castle. Over the top of it. You are so right. <laughs> but I would watch that. No, I- <laughs> To be fair, though, that was pretty much Takeshi's Castle. How many people must have got injured or hurt during that? <laughs> that, that uh, I'd say there, there was no health and safety involved with that. <laughs> I mean, there's injured and hurt, and then there's gunshot wounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we don't know what happened when the, when the camera stopped rolling. It was that's, in... That's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was in that time. <laughs> I did do a poll for actress and actor of the year, and I'm kind of disappointed with the results, if I'm not going to lie. I think I know here's one then. <laughs> yeah. So the actress was Elizabeth Olsen as One Division, which I'm like, okay. You okay. can see. Brandy, just so we could vote for a sex faces, didn't he? <laughs> Absolutely, mate. This is where I go back on form. That woman could do anything to me, and I would accept it with gratitude. <laughs> Bring forth the long rubber glove. He goes all over. Please, sir, can I have some more? Absolutely. <laughs> so we know why she won. Then yeah. it's Grant's fault. Um, I know. I just she was. It was so close. It was between her and Florence Pugh. And I just thought with Hawkeye just coming out at the end, like people would have, but mm. they didn't. And the actor was Tom Hiddleston. An obvious one. Yeah, I think being in the nerdy community, that like mm. yeah, it's it's a hard one to like for them to appreciate or go through all the different things. Like um again, Donna touched on an aspect I think he probably doesn't get as much uh credit as he does. The guy who I've can't remember his name now, the guy who plays Lucifer. And um, Tom, Tom, Ellis. Tom, yes. Ellis. Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis was absolutely perfectly cast, and like all the way through that show, even though the show went down, he was always on a, a level above everyone else, even better in the content at times. I used to just see him as that guy that Miranda fancied. Was. Yeah, he's definitely Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, it's on the list. Me, me, and Anthony, it's one of those ones where we just say we will watch it eventually. It had the best. I think we've pilot. done that for a while. Yeah, it had the best we pilot episode it. ever. Uh, ah, saying when it first came out, I think it was released at a Comic Con one year. And, yeah. Um, and like the opening when he's um, kind of hypnotizing the police officer and stuff like that. I had so much high hope. I know, again, it's got its fans. Like Donna's a big fan of it, but like it kind, of, yeah, kind of lost its way a little bit. Um, yeah. This year, well, 2021, we also got the Snyder Cut. That's yes. four, hours of, four hours of DC. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder. Goodness. <laughs> to be fair, it was like yeah, it was it actually worked. all right. I didn't it mind it. Like, I, it I, honestly, I didn't come away from four hours and think 
I just watched. What what I did come away from is the person who did the soundtrack needs sacking straight away because <laughs> that was ridiculous. It it was terrible. But since seeing it, I generally didn't mind. I didn't think I'd watched a four hour film. That's for sure. Well, to be fair, you didn't. You watched a two and a half hours, just a lot of uh, slow motion. That's yeah, very true. Yeah, you are absolutely right. <laughs> they just slowed no. it right down. The only bad point I had about that, because I loved the film, I thought it was good, it was dark, how it should have been. Mm-hmm. It's the simple fact that yeah. it was the same complaint I had about the original version. Mm-hmm. They turned Aquaman into James Hetfield. Jason yeah. Momoa turned out actor. He essentially just stood there and went, oh yeah! Might as well just went, cowabunga dude. <laughs> <laughs> at any point, you can, you can look at a picture of James Hetfield from Metallica and there is a yep. 90% chance if his mouth's open, the word yeah is coming yes. out of it. Right. And they turned Jason Momoa into that. And yeah. it was, Aquaman is not that. That's not that. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the only bad point. I, I, I don't like Ezra Miller. He was mm-hmm. brilliant as the Flash. He was yeah. excellent. I, he stole every brilliant. scene. Mm-hmm. He, he was so good. He was so much fun. Like, um, I, I thought he had this little nervous, little edgy tweak about mm-hmm. him. He reminded us mm-hmm. a lot of tweak from South Park where you could just see the twitch in yeah. his head. Yes. And he was just, he was he was lovely in it. He was like proper charming and really mm-hmm. like personal he was, and really He was funny. Barry Allen, wasn't he? Yeah. He had like a Barry Allen niceness to him. Yeah, he's so good, and Ezra Miller's not a nice person. So. No, it made us it made us realize as well how much fucking of a mistake Josh Whedon made. Oh because yeah, because oh. the, the humor and aspects he brought in to try and lighten it down, which he didn't need to, because clearly when we saw the Snyder cut, it was done to a level like again, I wouldn't say perfection because there's a lot of problems, a lot yeah. of elements with it, but it was that this the, the film that we wanted and we expected. Yeah. Um, can, we, uh, can we take a minute to talk about Ben Affleck's steroid dealer? Dedication or role from Affleck before, yeah. like, I don't mind him. Like, I, I hated him at the start of his career. I thought he was yeah. just a pretty boy with a floppy hair. No, that is what that's what his gimmick was, though, wasn't it? Like, we go like, yeah. and Argo, I thought he's actually really damn good mm. he's talent. What are you talking about? Gone mall rats? You can oh. make you feel uncomfortable <laughs> in a Volvo. Um, <laughs> he's done, like the transformation of his body yeah. that he's done. I mean, I, yeah. like, I've trained like all my life, like on and off, mm. but the dedication it takes to do what he done, yeah, yeah. What it was to what he turned into that was um, in the short space of time. Mm-hmm. Was, incredible he was it was very it was very frank miller batman though it was yes. very dark night yeah. that, but that's that, gonna that was, be that would no. all that's that's what ben affleck would always do he wouldn't do anything other than frank miller because it's the yeah. only reason he it's the only reason he did daredevil is because mm-hmm. he thought he was get doing frank miller's daredevil and batman is because of him so you were never not going to get frank mm-hmm. miller's batman with ben affleck i Funny. generally when they announced that he was going to be batman i was over the moon when i saw gone girl I thought, like, that's when my opinion changed on him. Mm-hmm. You done, um, have, have you ever seen the last Rocky film, Rocky Balboa? Yes. Mm-hmm. He essentially personified what they were training Rocky to be. Yeah. You're not going to piss lightning and shit thunder anymore. You're not mm-hmm. going to have the footwork. Your knees are gone. We're going for blunt force. Plus power. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, fuck yes, that was brilliant. I mm. loved it. Mm. Totally, it man. Unbelievable. But, the, like, the yeah. Did you see his training videos? Oh, no, I, I saw them all. Dirty. I, I, again, going about Ben Affleck, I think because uh, 
if we're going to compare the two of like Josh Whelan's cut uh, and the Snyder cut, they made Josh, uh, Batman out to be a su- suicidal like mm-hmm. yeah. idiots that mm-hmm. like depressed and thing. Fair yeah. enough, Batman had been through a lot, but he's never been that aspect. I've never seen yeah. that element like that quit in the character. Mm-hmm. Like, Bruce Wayne is too arrogant to be like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that off perfectly with the smoke. Yeah, and seeing that aspect, I've never quite got it. That's why like, yeah, I've been a huge Batman fan. I loved even like Batman versus Superman, even though it got the crap it does. But seeing that and seeing the Batman that I wanted on the screen as well, yeah. Um, because like again, still got huge problems about Batman killing. I still can't get yeah. over that aspect. That's something that I'll never forgive the films for. But um, that's just my that that's just my personal opinion mm-hmm. as well. But again, that element. Ben Affleck's shoulders, it, it kind of gives us a bit of hope. And I, I do hope, I do see him. I know he's supposed to be meant to be in the flash, like say with Michael Keaton, like he's going to be playing an element to it. But uh I, I, Probably it's going to be a common. That doesn't matter. Flashpoint does everything. So yeah. Yeah, so Flashpoint, <laughs> Flashpoint can do that. Um, multiverse. 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 <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. Um, yeah, that's how what, Flashpoint fixed the, the DC universe when it was fucked up for a long do you time. Know, do you know what I really loved about the Snyder Cut was the big F U that Zack Snyder gave to Joss Whedon when he fixed um Ray Fisher's character. Yeah. That, yeah, that was just that was so beautiful given the stories that we heard that had come out yeah. of, the, of, of what happened with Joss Whedon and him and then to Zack Snyder be like this is really what I wanted to do with him this is how I wanted yeah. to take him and I absolutely mm-hmm. adored that I'm not a huge fan of the character no. um, but I just it he was, was so be- it was beautiful yeah. to see it I'm just trying actually- to yeah, and they took out the line "booyah." That was just the most. <laughs> yeah. what that's was from the thinking? that's from the cartoon, though. Yeah, that's no, that's the thing. Let's keep it in the yeah. cartoon. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I like it. And not have a fully grown man do it. Cyborg <laughs> doesn't really have much else well. to do. <laughs> <laughs> no. There was but, one uh, big bit in the Snyder Cut for me. I think I mentioned it on a previous show. Um, the way that the ending turned Jared Leto's Joker from what yes. was essentially a joke yeah. in. Suicide, Suicide Squad, squad was yeah. bloody terrible. Mm-hmm. That monologue that he does at the end, I was like, actually, I really, really want to see Jared Leto's <laughs> Joker. We, we were talking about this in uh, the podcast group the other day. Yeah. 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 See, um, that exact scene is what pissed me off, though. And it's it because... wasn't Joker. It was again. How can the waste death stroke? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Again, if going back to the joke in the Suicide Squad, because I can understand that element to it. Because again, I've been quite vocal and I see the joke in a certain way, and I've got yeah. problems with Jack Nicholson's version. Yeah. Like, really, really bad anger issues with that one. <laughs> um, but um, the Jared Leto one, it was very new. Uh, like I said, because DC done a Batman uh, series where it was Batman Fifty Two. It was yeah, the ones where yeah, they caught the Fifty Two. Um, it was very along the lines where the Joker ripped his own face off and yeah. then yeah. stapled it back on. Yeah. Yeah. The way he was in that was Jared Leto's Joker. That's yeah. the element he was going, but I don't think it got that wide of audience. So people saw it and like, oh, it's so far beyond what they were expecting. To me, I could see that aspect, but again, it was maybe a little bit too cheesy it at was, times. It was just too much. It was too much of taking a risk. It was like, <laughs> you, you, you're okay with the risk being taken with the Joker because... 
there mm. is different incarnations of him within the comics, yeah. but yeah. that was too yeah. much. But as yeah. Grant, yeah, but as Grant said, that like that oh, line at the end, totally and agree. like and brought him back. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, me, I wanted um, to see the nightmare one more as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me, the previous incarnation of Joker from Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman, it was just like, all right, so let's take Scarface, bitch mm-hmm. slap him, and pour glitter on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sound kind of mumble rapper, basically. Yeah. 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 All these rappers running around with loads of facial tattoos, yeah. and they're just we'll have him hide behind his hand yeah. because he's got like edgy tattoos. It's just yeah. like, no, no, mm. that's not the Joker. But then to have him in the nightmare scene, mm-hmm. they wasted him. They absolutely wasted him because yeah. that monologue he'd done at the end, especially just the turning round. Mm-hmm. You need me. Yeah. Well, that's this, isn't this? Mm-hmm. Isn't that that's always the case? Well, it's the, yeah. the, the the thing on the killing joke at the end. They say to each other, "It's either it's either me or you." Like yeah. we'll either do this dance forever, or you take us out now. Yeah. Because it's always gonna be me and you. Yeah, that's why I could never get into Gotham when all these big Batman villains came out and was in Gotham that Gordon was beaten. I was like, "Why the fuck do you need Batman if you're beating them?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, that was always my biggest issue. Sorry. Um, no, I totally agree with you. But that's that last scene really did. It just it took. It was just another fu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, David Ayer, who did Suicide Squad, to Joss Whedon. There was a lot of fu's put into that film. Mm-hmm. Isn't there an uh, an eye cut though that they're trying to get released? He's Is tried that... to release. He's tried to release it because it's all about the Joker as the main yeah. bad guy, not the, yeah. not as the Empress. But, Do you know what? Uh, Let him keep it. No, no, no. If they don't, if if Josh Whedon got his chance, why not give, uh, like I say, his element, his aspects? That, I that's... just did. I just hated his attitude when just before Suicide Squad came out, and his attitude towards the Marvel movie that was coming out at the time it was absolutely disgusting. And then that came out, and I was like, "How <laughs> oh, dare you?" <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, you would be bitter, though. I would be a bit bitter. I, I can understand that. His attitude but... was if I, disgusting. If I'd seen like. If I'd done that version of the Suicide Squad and seen it before a Marvel film came out, I'd be pretty pissed at myself yeah. as well. <laughs> but the worst thing about it, you know, did you did you just ever hear the story about the cut of the Suicide Squad that came out? Um, the trailer that got released at Comic Con that blew up and everyone got mm-hmm. really excited yeah. wasn't cut by David. Was wasn't cut by Air. It was cut by a, a, a specialist trailer company, yeah. and. The Warner Brothers went, the, the trailer got that good of a reaction. Mm-hmm. They hired them to edit the movie. So they took the oh. so they took the money, they took the movie away from air and give it to these to cut. Yeah. So they cut we finally I wondered why he's bitter for. So he's he's his version of the film has never saw the light of the deer. Yeah. And this is why DC needs to get away from Warner Brothers. Absolutely. Studio interference has killed. Don't, don't say what don't say the WB name because if they hear it, they will okay. put a ban on this on this thingy. They always do. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get taken off air. Yeah. Um, well, if you see the police, warn a brother. <laughs> I wanted to tell a joke of the day I'm going. It's fine. <laughs> so taking away from the movies and, and actual TV aspects, I'm gonna go to our resident uh, games nerd. What games have been your highlight Absolutely. of the year? I've waited until February when they all come out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Paul. That's a, <laughs> not on the video game street. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a weird one for games because it's it's been like marred by that whole like COVID delays uh, this year, um, and also just like that weird stuff feeling like it hasn't came out and stuff. Um, like we've had some big hitters like Halo came back uh just recently. Um 
which has got everyone playing the multiplayer again, which is pretty nuts when you think about what kind of situation we've been in with. I think there's been like three Halos that nobody liked yeah. for, like, oh, really? for like maybe a decade or something. I don't yeah. know how long it's wow. been. Um, One of my big ones this year that I, that I got well into was Metroid Dread, which was like a 2D uh, Metroid game coming back because they've been messing on with like 3D for a while. Mm-hmm. But this one was like, eh, we're just going to do a sequel to like the super nintendo and some game boy advance games and we're just going to put it out this year and mm-hmm. it was just like a really like fresh take on uh, metroid where it was like a lot faster to move around um yeah you never felt like you were sort of stuck because you were always sort of like like the combat was super quick and stuff mm-hmm. um boss fights as well were like really inventive where you'd sort of have control during oh. what looked like a cutscene moment which is kind of weird for games it's normally like hang on to press a button Mm-hmm. um while like a boss like holds you up in his hand but you could still like shoot missiles and sort of use all your weapons mm-hmm. it was kind of weird but it was i liked it because it was kind of showing like what you could do in games if you mess on a bit it doesn't have to be a cutscene nowadays yeah. i guess no I, I did notice as well especially in the gaming industry it might be like even before this year they're, they're moving away from like the big releases where like bringing out like a, like a hard copy now it's like giving the games away for free but it's mm-hmm. more like pay for the add-ons or pay for the extras and stuff like i think fortnite showed them the way of what could be done and like how to spend uh big on games and stuff like i wish i could play a fortnite i've tried it i'm yeah. i'm terrible at this game um i see i always just join the royal rumble and die and die 15 million times just to try and <laughs> like look cool me nephew and say look i can play this game but, <laughs> but really i'm just terrible um i think fortnite just broke their multiverse recently as well <laughs> <Multiverse>. <laughs> what about you donna like say i know you're like say big into your games and stuff like that what games have you enjoyed recently stuff from mario kart <laughs> i don't think i've really played anything uh new ish um uh, mm-hmm. I think this week I've just been playing on um, the new Mario Party and um, Sackboy on the PS5, oh, but I haven't really played uh, much recent. Mm. The new Mario Party was, was this year though, right? Like the one that's like the collection of the old board games from like the N64 and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can get mad at your family members again. <laughs> I don't think it came I think it came out in 2020 but I did play it at the beginning of the year was um, Star Wars Fallen Jedi. All right. I oh that game that is at, so good. I played that this year as well. Absolutely unreal. Like yeah. I've never been so emotionally invested in a game. Like I, I feel like I have maybe with Tomb Raider and Uncharted but not to the level that I did with this one. I was like I didn't want it to end. I really did. Definitely. I, took it, I definitely took it seriously. Oh like, yeah. I really took it seriously. Like I didn't ask for help. <laughs> I did it all by myself. I yeah, leveled like, up. But Paul, if you haven't checked it out, I think you'll love it because it's like it's set between it's when is it? Is it it's, kind of like after it's, Fallen? It's after Order 66. Uh-huh. Um, because but maybe like 15 ish years after it, it, there's a bit there's some time between because Calcastus has been I think I put, for a bit. I think I did play on it because it came out on um Xbox like say when you because I think during the whole pandemic, everyone was looking for things to try and keep yourself entertained. I bought the yeah. Xbox uh, Live uh, and like I said, Ultimate Pass, so you got loads mm-hmm. of free games and stuff. Like they had Mortal Kombat on there for a while. It was uh, on Game Pass for a while. That's, that's it, how yeah. I played Pass, it. Yeah. yeah. But um, I did get through a little bit, but um, it, it reminded us of the old PlayStation 2. Uh, like uh, I think it was, what was it? Um, 
they're going to, oh, I think episode one. Oh, like yeah. the Obi-Wan game that came Obi-Wan, out. <laughs> jump and do somersaults with the lightsaber yeah. and stuff. It's, um, oh. But like, honestly, the ending was the so ending, good, though. Like, that ending was... I guess I'm just going to spoil it because it's an old game, but like, like you're fighting like what you think is the last boss which has been like this sort of like um the sith inquisitor i guess is like a kind of thing that's been in and out of the comics and stuff where like vader's got like a team of like nine the seven or like the seven sisters seven sisters and they are unreal yeah um so like you think you're fighting or you you are fighting her and then suddenly you just hear like the vader breathing (laughs) and it's just like and he like comes down and like ruins your boss fight, and then you've got to like run away from Vader, like doing like crazy force stuff, like because I guess because he can't like run, jump, or do much lightsaber anymore. He's just like all force, like it's like terrifying. Realize, by the time you realize it's him, you mm-hmm. can't react to it because you've got to run. So yeah. you're like screaming while you're running, the Vader's behind you, and you didn't see yeah. it coming. I think you can turn around and see him, but like the entire like it's like you're underwater in like an underwater base. Yeah. So like he's like crushing like the tubes that you're running through and stuff. It's absolutely <laughs> unreal. But the re- the reactions, if you look at the reactions on YouTube for that mm-hmm. single moment, <laughs> it's so funny because you literally have to you people are just screaming yeah. because <laughs> while they're trying to run. <laughs> I'm watching that before bed. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. The um, like the it, it touches on like the force, which is of Dathomir quite well as well, yeah. which is mm. something people always want to know a little bit more about. But um, yeah, it's just like a fun little. It's Star Wars, so you've got yeah. your like yeah. your ship full of misfit characters that all kind of like hang about together and love each other in their own and weird it way. Introduced us to one of the greatest droids of all time. So happy days. Oh yeah, his little yes. droids amazing. His little droid is just BD one. Yes, I think yes. so. Yes, uh-huh. he's just unreal. It is such a good game. But next year, February, I'm going to be skint. <laughs> I've already been pre-warned by Ant because all the games that were meant to come out for Christmas mm-hmm. are all coming out in February. Is that, is that like Gotham? Not is it Gotham Knights is coming out? Gotham Knights. Um, the Harry Potter like game. Harry, Harry Potter. Potter which Ant so, is very excited about. Yeah. Um, no, like I said, there's elements I'm excited for, but um, I know going to hopefully get get a Mario Kart tournament set up soon yes. as well, so I can beat your asses. So that'll oh. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, Just don't be told Charlotte won't play. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so is that the rule? Is that the, sh- is, is that the Charlotte rule? Not allowed to pick Toad. <laughs> yeah. Toys will be out the pram, full on tantrum. Oh. oh dear. <laughs> well, just because of the voice, or because you want to pick him? <laughs> Oh, she's just... Oh, she's going to see the rage now. <laughs> um, my, me and my sister's favourite console when we were little was the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And Mario Kart Double Dash was one of our favourite games. And if she couldn't be Boo, and if I couldn't be Toad, there would be full-on arguments about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Went for Mario oh, no. Party as well, actually. So <laughs> nobody picked Toad, then let's, <laughs> make, that, let's make that a rule. <laughs> Um, to be fair, we're all scared of Charlotte a little bit, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not scary at all. I'm really not. Yeah. Um, Before we start wrapping this up, is there uh, anything we're looking forward to next year? This year? I wasn't planning on wrapping it up yet, mate, to be fair. Oh, right, okay, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going, that's all. No, Are we allowed to talk about the Harry Potter reunion? <gasps> Can we yes. talk about the Harry Potter reunion? Oh, God. <laughs> so good. Oh. Yeah, it was all right. What? <laughs> well, you can leave the conversation. It, it was, was very magical. Oh. Yeah, it, yeah it. that was the only thing. I thought I thought there was a lot of Emma Watson in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> she didn't. Do you know what, though? She actually made us believe her at the end because she spoke She spoke normally. But Charlotte, before I forget, because I've been meaning to tell you this all day, did you notice in the in memoriam bit where all the names came up, they had Rick Mills Rick name Mills, yes. Called me eyes out. Have you seen that um, they want to do the three-hour cut and put Rick Mills' character back in? Uh-huh. No. They want to put Peeves yeah, back in. They want to re- yeah, they want to release it. I have been introduced to Peeves in the books. Yes, oh, well done. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I noticed Emma Watson having a few costume changes during it as well. Her outfit changed a few times, which I was yeah. a bit, bit weird out. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was well done. I thought the elements with the directors was done really well, seeing their aspects yeah. and stuff. Again, again I, I'm not shitting on it, but a lot of it felt forced. Like, yeah. uh, you're was, my best friend, yay. There was a few people missing, like Maggie yeah. Smith, Michael Gambon, and they didn't mm-hmm. really talk about them, which yeah. no, they didn't, did disappointed they? me. And um, Robert Co- like Robert Coll- uh, oh, looked very Coltrane looked oh, ill, bless so him. Ill. His last bit at the end, and then... Oh, when he just stopped talking. When he said... I'll not be in here. fifty years time, I'll not be here, but Hagrid still will. Mm-hmm. And then they ended on the after all this time, always. always. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte, <laughs> I was gone. I was absolutely gone. Um, I couldn't. I was. I couldn't breathe. My mum's going, "What's the matter?" And I went, "The ended." <laughs> Honestly, Sammy, all the way through this, all I heard was, "She's going to cry. She's going to cry. Like, she's going to cry. This is going to break, Sammy." <laughs> I lo- <laughs> yeah, I love the aspect that when they were saying that none of them knew what was going on, except from Alan Rickman, who would go straight at the source to get <laughs> yeah. six streets. I was like, that is such a it was, it, was the sh- it was the pure shock on Gary Oldman's face, and then him realizing, of course, he would do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But um, when Tom Felton mentioned Helen, though, and he couldn't, oh. he couldn't get the words out, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I was broken at that point. <laughs> But I wanted to ask as well, um, with our resident book nerds as well, what books have you enjoyed this year? Because I know I haven't read that many this year. I'll be honest, I should have read. <laughs> but Grant's probably read a few, and I know Charlotte's probably got a pile the size of uh, the bookshelf. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, I've honestly read nothing this year. All um, right. <laughs> I go through phases when I'm reading where I'll kind of rinse nine or 10 books in the space of a couple of months and then mm-hmm. go months, sometimes even years mm-hmm. uh, without picking something up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I literally haven't read a book this year. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <I'm just gonna laughs> you must have just passed it on to me, Grant, because I've read more this year than I have in the last 10 years. <laughs> I've just finished the new Alex Cross novel by James Patterson. And um, mm-hmm. I've got to say, I was very surprised with it. Um, mm-hmm. They've been shit for about 10 years now. Right. But it's a Christmas tradition. I always get one and I mm-hmm. dust it within a day. And I've got to say, this one was, it was brutal at times. It was, it took it back to the original yeah. Alex Cross at the start of the series. And Grant's I. very happy, by the way. I've never remembered something. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be quiet until. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it for me. What were you going to say, Grant? <laughs> you just read. Honestly, I have. I have read one book, and it was a recommendation from Charlotte in the group chat. Oh, <laughs> yes. Jason of Alice in Wonderland. It's not a true story. For anybody that wants a recommendation, read anything. 
It really wasn't a recommendation. Book. It was a why does this exist and why is it inspired by true events? I'm not buying it. <laughs> can, we, can we at least figure out how it was inspired by true events? Was it essentially a case of a wound with a rampant rabbit saying, oh, what's this going to feel like while I'm on acid? <laughs> well, you're kind of half true because I expected <laughs> the rabbit in the rabbit hole to be a rather obvious euphemism. Yeah. But no, the vibrator just goes running off into the woods and jumps down an actual hole in some woods. And I was like, not entirely sure that yeah, this is based okay. on the But yeah, basically she gets off her face on drugs because she's uh, disappointed with her boyfriend. And Charlotte, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really hope my parents are watching this. <laughs> oh, well, we kept it. Well, yeah, so um, I know... Like the boot club's hopefully going to be starting as soon as uh, like Charlotte gets out of boot jail. I know the first book like we've talked about things we want to do. We want to do a Harry Potter one with Sam. Uh, we want to do a Neil game and uh, talk as well. But I really want to talk to you. I, I know I've been harping on uh, the Danny Wallace uh, join me, especially with I us would. starting, a, especially with us starting a cult. I think it'd be quite a good entertainment, <laughs> uh, entertainment read and uh, to discuss as well. But. Uh, um. I was I, I was on a real like mythology kick this year, mm-hmm. um, and one of one of the best books I read this year was a book called Law by Alexandra Bracken, mm-hmm. who wrote the Darkest Minds books, which was turned into a TV series. Mm-hmm. It 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 came out really early this year, mm-hmm. and then blew up on TikTok. Yes, um, that's why I know it then. But it, it's <laughs> such a good book. Um, it, it takes all the sort of Greek gods that you would that you think of and mm-hmm. puts such a spin on them. Mm-hmm. Like Zeus got bored and created this tournament that happens every seven years, mm-hmm. um, and the descendants of the gods fight it out to become the head of their house, like become the new god. So you've got like a new wrath, a new uh, and God, my mind's gone blank now. But it's just, it's it's marketed as like a young adult book. Mm-hmm. But it is brutal. Absolutely brutal. The opening chapter mm-hmm. is basically the dissection of one of the old gods. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's it's just, it's brilliant. It was one of the best books I read this year. It's one of the ones that stands out. What was that called? Sorry, because that sounds amazing. Law. The cover is beautiful. It's um, uh, the stone bust of Medusa. Oh, yes, I know exactly which one you're referring to I'll now. Brilliant, absolutely definitely. brilliant. Cool. Um, right up your alley, I've been banging to a mythology game all year, but it came out last year. The Hades game um, mm. is really, really good for staying quite close to the mythology. Uh, what was the uh, the author called? Alexandra Bracken, or Alexander Bracken, something like that. Cool. I'll get that written down. That sounds class. So, if we are going to start wrapping up, I want to ask each one of you, I know it's going to sound really self-indulgent a little bit, but what's been your highlights of being involved with the Nerdy Up North group and uh, the community this year? Because it's like, as I said, it's been a year down, just to see uh, if anyone's different, everyone's got something else to like, or what aspects that it has hit home. So, um, I think it'll be a nice thing to end on, like a positive vibe. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll go with Donna, who's blessed with having a bit of a bad throat. She's been a little bit quiet, so we'll get her to give give a, a top uh, top moments. Um, I think everything about the group. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is like you guys. I, I feel like I've known you for ages. Like just making new friends. It it's hard to explain, but like just. Ugh, I'm terrible again. I'm just no, it's fine. Don't you? Know, it's fine. <laughs> Stop overthinking it. <laughs> I wish people could. When you're on here, I wish people could meet the person we have in chat. Because <laughs> oh, you are. Oh God, no, we will get, we will get taken offline. <laughs> he is well, one of the funniest people I've ever, not, never, ever met, or you know, as you talk to constantly. You are so funny. When I see people in person, normally that's me what I'm on the chat. But for some reason, when you put us in front of a camera, I'm just not me and I'm just going into the zone. I try and talk and then everything leaves my brain. It's like, maybe, maybe it's we should maybe, hide maybe, your camera. Maybe it's because the mics are like phallic placed in front of your face. I don't know. Just, just saying that, don't <laughs> Get distracted. But yeah, I'll try again. So get, get a mic in the shape of an aubergine. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this resident food expert will be right over. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree there. Like I said, the, the, the friendships and stuff, it, it's been, I would say, a strange taught news. Like, is a bit like people I've known for years. Well, in some cases, I have, but, um, and some, like I say, come in and made you feel a bit like a better person. So that, that's probably as cheesy as it'll go there. So I understand what you're saying there, Donna. <laughs> I'll not put you on the spot anymore, bless you. Sorry. <laughs> So we'll go with Jake. Yeah, um, I think I, I mentioned mine in the the silly king speech sketch that I did, but um, it was the charity day. There was just so much like positivity going around yeah. that that whole day. Um, that was it was great to like pop in as well, but like also to be like watching the whole day because mm-hmm. it was just like it was just like amazing. Like the new people that sort of showed up and brought like a new topic and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just being able to like actually raise money make like a difference for local it's very in mm-hmm. the spirit of nerdy up north i think which uh mm-hmm. yeah honestly cool. like it was probably the most fun like most positive thing i've ever had definitely this year mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the goal sets out <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved i loved your hour when we did it on the charity podcast i loved it I, to be honest i loved every hour I thought it was fun, apart from the first one. Sorry, Charlotte. Nobody needed to see what I was going through in that Sorry. hour. <laughs> Sorry. That, that's what birthed the pod, Nerdy Up No podcast team, I think, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Ev, what would you say yours is? Don't say just meeting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to get the long rubber glove and the lubricant, but... Um... <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. It's um, is it the meme wars or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, let's let's not even go there. That's oh. I'm sorry, I love I love Davies. Funny as hell, but uh, get get a job, man. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I'm posting while I'm working. But Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, no, the meme wars were they they were an irritant to me. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> Stop starting them then. <laughs> Never. Um, I don't know. It's um, it's just been nice to speak to people. I guess it's like 
during lockdown I've had no social life mm-hmm. like we've both got health issues so it's been a bit of a bit of a struggle for us both mm-hmm. um, it's affected her more than me um, lockdown happened and nothing really changed with my social life <laughs> <laughs> um, but no I've, I've been introduced to loads of new stuff there's been new books new games new music new films and TV shows to try mm-hmm. new people to talk to um, catching up with some old faces on there as well um, it, it's just been quite nice just to sit and have a chat, a bit of banter. Um, mm-hmm. I get peace and quiet because Charlotte's glued to a phone 24 hours a day. <laughs> left in my own devices, really, it's all good. I've noticed she's not even denying that this time. <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so a nice no, little... It's quite nice. Cool. So that's a nice little segue to give, give us Charlotte's now. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from the charity podcast, which was just unbelievable like from a little idea in a group chat that we had and it was yours to, your idea oh, your little idea <laughs> to to what it actually became and how much we raised mm-hmm. is just unbelievable but i think one of the best parts about it is seeing how much the group and the community has grown and what it's meant to people and mm-hmm. from I think when I joined, there was less than a thousand members mm-hmm. to hitting four thousand members today. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, one of yours talked about having a piss. So, hey, you, if you see the post that you put up just before, it's we're over four thousand now. Feel free to donate. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, no, yeah, just <laughs> seeing seeing the group grow and. Again, what it's what it's meant to people, what it's gotten people through, seeing members come out of their shells, like mm-hmm. whenever I know we joke about it a lot, but whenever we put up like a, a selfie post, yeah. seeing people who, we have we have who a very we have a lot of attractive nerds, let's put it that way. Just seeing people who wouldn't normally post feeling comfortable to post a picture of themselves and put themselves yeah. out there mm-hmm. is has been really, really especially given the past couple of years has been really really nice yeah. to see cool very nice grant that'd be an aubergine isn't it <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean I'd be echoing a lot of what the guys have said especially um, Kev there um, about reconnecting with um, like people that I've spoken to in a while mm-hmm. um, I mean Christ Paul when was the last time I spoke to you in person it's got to be over a decade ago yeah, you know what I mean? It was about three um, or four years, uh, five years ago. It's probably scary. Would it have even been that? <laughs> um, last time last time you were in the hive, probably. Yeah, man, that, that's over a decade ago. Wow. I feel <laughs> <old now. laughs> um, you know, like I say, making new friends as well and, you know, getting along really well with some people that I've got some really unhinged stuff in common with. You know what I mean? I knows what's coming here. <laughs> you know, we're bantering away in the group chat and I fully expect that if we ever went out on the piss, me and Donna would end up burning down a strip club or something. Yeah. Like There's no doubt. That I don't know about burning down, but you definitely end up in one. I'll start a strip club. I have no doubt. It's going to be a fun night. There'll be black hookers and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's and helping it grow as well. You know, obviously, you've kind of given me a little bit of uh, admin stuff with the uh, the page as opposed to the group mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I'm, you know, taking a lot of pride in trying to get a, a wider audience, like a more worldwide audience, uh, growing for the podcast and what have you. It's just, 
it's I've said it on every single time I've been on here. It's a beautiful community and it's a beautiful kind of mm. atmosphere. It's like the best pub lock in in the world, and it's yeah. four thousand people who aren't getting drunk and punching each other, which is <laughs> and somebody that used to run pubs for a living. You know, having people socializing and not punching each other is really really nice. Awesome. <laughs> that, that should be the tagline for the podcast now. It's the best pub lock in the world. <laughs> no <laughs> violence. Yeah. No, no punches and no dick pics. <laughs> Does anybody else have a? You go. No one. No one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Does anybody else have a sit on the group or on the phone, on especially on our chat, and you're just sitting there laughing like a lunatic, and everyone else is wondering what the fuck you're doing? Yes. (laughs) My husband asks on a regular basis. Yeah, I do think you guys are going to be written in the divorce papers when they do get served. So, yeah, um, I think you guys are going to be written in our disciplinary or um, C45 when I get fired from work for laughing stuff at the job. <laughs> Especially when I'm on the phone to someone really high up in the company who you can't spell their own fucking name asking for a password reset, and I'm pissing myself saying, fuck's sake, Grant, put the aubergine away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, Grant, I'm never going to let you live that time. Okay. I have done so much worse. Yes. <laughs> and I've been a part of a lot of that, so yeah. But yes, um, and I keep trying to get Leighton involved in this, but Leighton won't yeah. get involved. <laughs> I'll get him on here. I'll get what him about on. you two, though? Then, What's been, like, you started this? What's yeah. been your highlight? I'll let Sam go first, bless her. I'll finish off. Okay, so in January... I was going through the greatest of times and mm-hmm. someone who I've known since I was 16 years old posted up that he wanted to do a nerdy, like a nerdy page and um, like a website. And I've done them for years. I was like, yes, I want to do what I want to do this. Um, and then it just, it just blew up. Like this mm-hmm. tiny little idea just went absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I've got to be forever grateful for um, forcing them to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I literally forced them to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, forever grateful for that because it's like I, I say it all the time. I mm-hmm. literally play out my my podcast fantasy dream every time we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the community. I love the fact that I have friends who I've never even met. Like I've never I've never physically seen you face to face, but it's like you're like family. It's crazy how much that I rely so much on your messages. It gets us through the day. It breaks me anxiety to know that he's like a second away from us. Um, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> um, also, this is so funny. I'm so glad that I got to meet Grant because <laughs> I've known Grant for a Don't really long time. Grant, I've, I've, known, I've, I've known you for a really long time. Like, I'm really good friends with Emma McCleary and I used to go out drinking with them quite a bit. You were the most intimidating person I ever met. Back in the day, I was, I, so, I was so intimidated by you, by your actual presence, because you were grand. And literally, when you when you joined us and then you joined the podcast, I'm like, the fuck was I worried about? Like, it really was. It was the same with Leighton. I've seen like Leighton out on so many nights out. Like, we ran in the same circles, and. When he when I like started talking to him through the admin group, I'm like, he's nothing like how I imagined at all. Like, really... <laughs> so it was the same with you as well. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but no, you, were, that, you, were, that... you were Grant in the borough. That's the I same for me. The first time I saw Grant, he was like, 
<laughs> sorry i was just saying first time i saw grant he was like stomping around like the hive or whatever like looking angry so i was like oh who's that <laughs> yeah then he's the nicest guy he's like the, the nicest guy ever <laughs> to be fair i used to not about with uh, kev dickerson grant is a pussycat so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah, yeah just, to, just, nice to, just thank you for the, just the community we've built the the fact that we get, I get to do this on a week to week basis um, with some amazing people um, there you go I don't want to cry I really don't I really am like I'm on the, I'm on the verge you broke yourself <laughs> I did I did I did it in Ghostbusters I think you're the first person in history to ever make me blush. <laughs> Sorry. So, I did, did I tell so, you this so we're there. Before? We're there. So we're there. Grant got a hot talk about the human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> now he's intimidating her. Now, no, now it's he... the Grant, the Grant. No, he... <laughs> no, that's what it was like when we went out. Like it was all, it was like this beacon of like power because it was Grant. And then like, <laughs> it really was. And then all of us like when I met you in here, I was like, oh, he's not. That's not him at all. Like at all, <laughs> I really isn't. <laughs> so he's no longer a beacon of power. Let's <laughs> 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 be help when she talks, man. She goes for it. <laughs> I will always be a beacon of power. <laughs> power top or power bottom? Oh, oh, I knew, uh, I knew someone had to go that way. Didn't I tell you this the other week, though, Paul? I'm sure yes, I, did. I, I laughed at you then as well. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting what grand. Hold on, you were discussing whether I was a top or a bottom. <laughs> always. We always have that conversation. <laughs> if anyone was having that conversation, I wouldn't have put it with Sammy. <laughs> That's the other list that the mods have. We've also got a list of who would call you afterwards as well, but that's to make that's something I'll keep you secret. (laughs) (laughs) Who has the list? (laughs) (laughs) Jake's the man with the list. He we send him all the details and he he keeps it all that's why he goes all million dollar power because he's the one with the true power over us all. (laughs) Never vigilant. (laughs) Always watching, but yes. That was nice. Very nice of you there, Sammy. So we're wrapping up then? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're gone. Oh, you bastards. <laughs> you're not getting out of it. Happy uh, New Year. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, it's been an interesting year. Like I said, it's been a lot. I know that sounds, sounds weird, but it's been a lot of hard graft. I didn't expect it to be as hard work as it, as it has been. I've enjoyed every moment of it. But like a little bit like Sammy, I don't like going into it too much. I was going through a really, really bad space, especially mental health-wise, at the start of around about this time last year. Mm-hmm. Just because of the lack of creativity, the lack of being able to do anything, I just felt like I was bound waking up, logging into work, taking calls, getting abuse, going home. Well, not going home and yeah. doing the same thing and not having any type of output. And getting dark thoughts and stuff not to bring it down but it did happen um and then again i know it sounded dramatic as is this place has probably saved us in a way and that's probably the best way i can put it is have saved us and i don't that's the way i'll leave it there (laughs) i i I completely match your sentiment like i really Mm -hmm. do and we need to move on because yeah I'm gonna go. I really am gonna go. I really am like this one right there. There's a line, and I'm just about to cross it. Yes. So, yeah. After all this time. 
After all this, I'm always. Do you want us to throw something at him? <laughs> I keep forgetting you two are in the same room. A pile of buttons. Sorry. Stand up throwing something right in front of us. We're all right. <laughs> Bless her. But yeah, so thank you. That's what I would probably say. Thank you to everyone of you. And everyone who's listening, to everyone who's been a part of it. Everyone been... who's part of the, the chat right now. Yeah. To each one of the 4,000 people who... <laughs> We love you, 4,000. Decided they wanted to be part of this. Yeah, talk about nerdy shit. All I wanted to do was tell everyone in the world I love the goons. You did? That was literally the pitch. That was so the pitch. It was literally, he was like, all I wanted to do was just talk about how much I love the goonies. I love the 80s. I love movies. And I was like, right, okay. Can I just talk about Ghostbusters? (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Literally how the conversation went. And then it was just emails backwards and forwards of like, what? because I was going to do something on my own. Mm-hmm. I was going to do something completely separate, which was actually top fives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Paul was like, well, join it with me. And I was like, I will. And that's how it really like went off. But um, that I just, a little I, sinister. Just join me. Join me. Well, join me. Wait, well, my well, to be fair, you fucking did. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was no me. After. The dark side, you promised cookies. Well, yes. that, <laughs> It was Donna who promised cookies when she became queen. <laughs> and to be fair, if she's not giving us cookies now, everyone take a breast on his cookies. That's what my side project was called. It was called Welcome to the Dark Side. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of it. Cookie Monster. Well, cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, like I say, not to get too emotional, I just want a big thank you. She's probably not watching, but I'll, I'll make a post about it. A uh, big thank you to one of my friends, Julie Randall. Uh, who made a post on Facebook who started this big idea. I don't know if I've told you about this. Uh, she made a post on, she has a, every Sunday night, she has a movie night with her kids, uh, oh. two little, a, a boy and a little girl. And they're again, talking about the Goonies, I know. Um, and, and, she, and, she introduced them to thought they'd got the age where they would appreciate the Goonies for the first time. So she documented watching the Goonies. She got uh, the little one, a little uh, a little son, Niall, um, a Superman T-shirt, like, and he didn't didn't tell her why. And Martha, who was like, she's only a, like a little wee one, and they took photos. And during all the scary bits, they were hiding behind kill- pillows, and took a picture of the when Sloth rips the T-shirt and revealed the Superman T-shirt. And his face, he just looked at his video of him looking in the shirt, looking at the screen, going mouth wide open. And she told the story of that night of watching the Goonies for the first time and, and enjoying it with them. And I was like, that needs to be done. This is what we need to do. And that's what kind of birthed the idea of Nerdy Up North. I think I've had this conversation on the group with you, aren't her? Yeah. No, she's a lovely lass. It was lovely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's where this is birthed. And again, that's kind of way I would like I think we should end this yeah end. I think we should <laughs> so, yeah so thank you all guys for that's watched thank you everyone that's been involved and thank you so much to you guys like say you make me day every day um, sometimes I've got to leave the chat because uh, because because of the chat I need, I need to sleep you always leave the doesn't. chat <laughs> yeah and again I know she probably hates this because she hates all the attention, but Donna, thank you so much. This group would not be oh. anywhere near as big if it wasn't for you. It really yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. 
<laughs> in fact, that I, can go to, I, I can go to I can go to a convention and say, "Come and join the minority group," and they're like, "Donna already invited us." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Donna. Donna is the famous nerd. <laughs> she I just sit quietly in the corner. No, well, when I'm on here, I'm quiet. <laughs> to be fair, though, you go about and people say, there's Donna, Donna. Like, you got, like, you can't go into a shop now without people saying, that's Donna from Nerdy Up North. <laughs> I know that I feel bad at people. It's like, like when I went to town the other week, someone was like, that's Donna Yeoman. And I was like, I don't know who the hell you are. Really. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> well, yes, but thank you so much. Like I say, we wouldn't be there. Like I say, anyone who's watching, find us on YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, you uh, look at audible. Uh, audible and <laughs> itunes um again i'm going to try and promote a bit more uh, get ourselves a little bit more as well um follow us on our facebook page we're trying to get to five thousand now we're, i've just announced yeah. that we're going to be giving away donna as the prize for the next five thousand horses i'm leaving <laughs> But yes, so anyone else want to add anything before we wrap up? Got new episodes coming up, new topics to talk about, boot clubs restarting again. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, Twitch, 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 Twitch yes. party at some yeah. point in the yes. new year. I can't wait, I really can't. I Aren't really... not got a new album to plug or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at the minute, man. But congratulations <laughs> from this year, Ravel Jake. It's been a uh... Yeah, the it's the dark like the dark times, no creativity definitely hits some minds. But yeah, this podcast's been sparking me again. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. Nothing fruit and veg related. No. Grant is only doing on certain websites. <laughs> 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 We're gonna be starting OnlyFans page, but yeah. Yes, but yeah, thank you guys. And uh, like I say, same bat time, same bat channel. See you, nerdy everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.